I, I'm really, really sorry, everybody. <laughs> ah. <laughs> this is how it works when you go live. Yeah, but I mean... These things are out of our control. Okay. Let's just... We're just gonna, we're just gonna stay in here. If anybody has anything they want me to play, I'll play it. Call it out. This 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 is. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start with, with a UN Squadron. It, so people are saying that my my levels were low before. Is the sound okay now? I mean, my levels are showing okay. I can I can I can boost it though. Everybody keeps saying it's perfect, but. Okay. So uh, this core is pretty cool, if people don't know. It's by Jotago, mm -hmm. and uh, he's done a really good job of going for kind of hardware perfection with his work, uh, using what I call the hardcore approach, where he has the actual – whenever he's working on uh, Mr. Uh, hardware Description Language, uh, HDL, he's working from real hardware, and he's sort of uh, – Logic probing it and doing side-by-side -side comparison and trying to get it really perfect, uh, which is cool. And uh, this one, when it dropped CPS1, it was huge. I mean, everybody was waiting for this. Yeah, I mean, it's this was a, was a big one for me. Like, I really wanted this one. Because I, I, th yeah. I think in a lot of ways, CPS1 is more interesting than CPS2. Just in the, in the games are available on it. Mm-hmm. It's for me. It's like I had a. I gave up. I was gonna do a CPS one multi, like that was announced years ago, and so I'd gotten Street Fighter two World Warrior PCB, and I had nothing but problems with it. And I ended up selling that, and I was just like, ah, I guess I just won't have CPS one. <laughs> then it was announced on Mister, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Just because it's one that I wasn't gonna do a multi for at all. And not only that, I feel like it was really something that kickstarted interest in doing a lot of these big bigger arcade cores yeah yeah it was sort of the first really i mean i guess neo geo 2 just r really uh way more powerful than we had before we were kind of in the it, it pulled us out of the golden age really on mr yeah arcade games and these are little powerhouses you know compared to super nintendos and genesis and things like that consoles uh these arcade platforms are they're real monsters which is cool yeah, and it just really opens up so many possibilities. I mean, in a lot of ways, I think the arcade stuff is the most exciting stuff. Like, most exciting, there's the most potential there, I guess, for the mister. Yeah, I think so, too. And it's stuff where, I mean, really, this stuff, you're never, a lot of it especially, you just won't see it in real, I mean, in reality, unless you're traveling out to Galloping Ghost or going to some museum or something. Right getting real perfect examples of it in your home is just really cool. Yeah. And I mean, something like this, like I've never, I never played the arcade version of UN Squadron before that. Me either. Yeah. Just the Super Nintendo version is what I always knew. Yeah. Which is an excellent game and probably mm -hmm. in some ways better than this. I mean, I'm sure that's something that people would agree with, but it's still really cool to, to play this version. Cause I just, I didn't really even think of it as an arcade game for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see where the ports come from, right? For games, and to see how they're tweaked and uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, like I sort of see uh, like for Turtles, for example, which we'll probably have a core for eventually, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. 
and Turtles in Time, I feel like you have to play all of the console versions and the arcade game in order to get yeah. the real full game experience. Yeah. You've yeah, got the source material, and then you've got how they've refined it and added to it for the home platform, but at the cost of graphics, usually. Right. In almost every case. Until you get up into, like, Sega Saturn era, where you start to get really, you know, higher quality arcade ports. Not yeah. higher quality, but they have the, the hardware in hand to, to get them into the home. I mean, when it comes to arcade, I think the thing that I'm most excited for is... Uh... Uh, Sega System 16. Yeah, that'll be a cool one. Uh, somebody's working on that, right? Yes. Yeah. Is it Mr. X? Um, Is that right? I just looked this up when you mentioned it yeah. recently. I was just talking to uh, Undamned about it. Because he was telling me about how <laughs> the Mr. has made it so that he's like willing to let go of a lot of his stuff. Like He's starting to consider mm -hmm. it. I am too, yeah. Like I said that when uh, when Mister was new, I was like, this is going to really allow me to... Because I have way too many arcade games. <laughs> like, you're just starting out on arcade stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm way too... I'm way beyond, like, where I need to be. I want to get <laughs> down to a safe zone again. And, like, when Mister covers something, it's the perfect excuse for me to sell. Like, Double Dragon, for example. Mm -hmm. The second that core was ready... Actually, when the beta first came out, like, I sold my Double Dragon... Not because I don't like it. I do sort of like it. It's just like I don't like it enough to justify having that gigantic PCB that's worth a lot of money, you know, when right. I can just flip on Mr. anyways. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I, I was just over at a friend's house who uh, had a double dragon, and he, he had – I mean, he was telling me about how the double dragon prices have gone up a lot lately. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I bought it. I bought it broken. For 40 bucks and it wasn't actually broken it just they didn't know it needed negative five volt right right and i flipped it for like 200 bucks so that was <laughs> three or four years difference yeah i recapped it and really went over it though so they got a good value but yeah he had mentioned that that the the price of it went up when you started talking when you started telling people about the negative five volt thing a lot of these people that's a good that's <laughs> Yeah, that's a good trick. There's a few. There's several arcade games. Actually, any arcade game that needs negative five volt, you can get steals on eBay. That's that is a trick. That's how I got uh, Primal Rage, Time Killers, Double Dragon. All of them were that same issue because they'll they'll say, like Time Killers. You can look at the symptoms online of like what does negative five volt do if you're missing it on Time Killers. Well, I think you get like uh, flickery audio and no or flickery video and no audio. Well, if you find one on eBay with that as the uh, symptoms, you just know that it's probably working and they just didn't know it needed a negative 12 volt or negative 5 volt or whatever it was. Negative 5 volt, yeah. This is the first one I played on, on CPS1. Because I Ghouls and Ghosts, the, the uh, Genesis version is probably my favorite game on the system. And I do, I really like the arcade version as well. But it's... Yeah. Yeah, I was a little when I got my super graphics, I was a little disappointed because I was like expecting it to be the greatest game ever, and then I just kind of liked the Genesis version a little bit better still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kinda I, wanted to justify that. <laughs> yeah, I I I hear that because it was I remember a lot of magazines always saying that the, the super graphics version is gonna be arcade perfect and it's gonna be amazing. But really it's I mean, it's better in some ways than than the Genesis version, but I think the Genesis version is just more fun to play. Mm -hmm. 
And we're so used to it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, this is an expensive game, too. So this is a cool one to have on Mr. Yeah. I know that the uh, Joe Redifer has a PCB of this. And I've always yeah. been very envious of that. He's uh, pretty good at it, too, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. He can just, like, turn on a live stream and, like, 1cc it pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I can blow through the uh, the Genesis version pretty easily, but the arcade version is a different, is a different beast. Yeah, I did a video on this when I was doing my Mr. Series, and just to get good footage of me, like where <laughs> I need, you know, like a minute of gameplay without me just being horrible, I spent hours on it. You just got to get back into the swing of it and memorize the uh, level layouts and everything. Yeah. That was a tricky one, though. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think this one is more difficult than than the, the than Super Goals and Ghosts, personally. Out of all of them, I think this is probably the easiest one. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> At least the Genesis version. The Genesis version also has Unlimited Continues. And Unlimited Continues on Genesis games is not something that a lot of them have, believe it or not. Yeah, most of them you get three credits or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you have guts though. Like I wouldn't. I don't know if I would stream a game like this. I'm just not that good at it. I usually go for the lower hanging fruit. <laughs> well, I'm just. I'm just kind of winging it. I didn't really have a list. I know that when we, when I was on your stream a couple months ago, you, uh, you had like a whole list of things that you wanted to hit. And <laughs> yeah, I, I have to map things out because I'm usually by myself. Right. So I just got in the habit of like mapping out a little bit of a map for my streams when I do it. You and uh, Try, and did you mention that Try is having, oh yeah, you said that, or, yeah. or did people hear that? Well, people are, they, oh yeah, they might have, I might have not had any audio at that point. Uh, Try is having internet issues, and he will be back next week, as, as long as everything gets fixed. If he does any sort of, like, big upload or anything like that, his internet just dies for like 30 minutes. Yeah, not ideal for streaming. Yeah. Because it's a big upload. They're saying your audio is still a little low. I can bring it up a little bit. You know, I'll have to spend some time this week fixing this up. I saw Jotego just mentioned to his patrons that he had. He's I, did he finish Q Sound or he's he's working on Q Sound right now? Um, he's he's definitely working on it, and he just like didn't he just release like a bubble bobble and stuff? Yeah. It's what's so cool about what he does is he'll just like randomly drop these random things you didn't even know he's working on. I remember you said something yeah. about how you wish that he would do Contra, and he's like, "Okay, I'll just do it." And he's like, "Start uh -huh. working on it that week." Yeah, he took it as like a weekend challenge. <laughs> I told him to cool down because he was like, I could tell he was gonna try to do it in one weekend, and I was like, "Nobody cares if you get it done by the end of the weekend." But he had it from nothing to like. He had the test screen showing and everything in three days. <laughs> that's that's crazy. And I guess he does this stuff like, I don't know, he mapped, I forgot which game it was. He, he did one just by looking at the schematic and like when he was traveling by plane, he just kind of mapped it out by hand. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, these people are pretty, they're on another level. Yeah. Know? They're coders, but they're dealing with hardware. It's kind of it's crazy to wrap your mind around. Oh, you had a five dollar uh, 
a five dollar come in while we were having audio issues. Oh, where did that go? Um, I Let can me try to find that. And I know there's a uh, there's a there's a five dollars from uh, Venezuela. Like they happened before everything. Like as soon as we went live. Um, I can. And then uh, WRN Hokey just uh, did a two dollar super chat and asked, "Can the Mister play Simpsons arcade game?" It can't right now, but uh, R&D MKN uh, is working on a Konami core that's going to be tailored to Aliens, the arcade game, to begin with. But um, that's the platform that Simpsons and Turtles are on, so somebody could adapt that one day. Although his plans are just Aliens, to begin with. Which is They're a, all a very underappreciated game, I think. It's one of those kind of a forgotten yeah. game. I've got the the PCB of that. It's a good one. It's like uh, a cool beat 'em up. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, very underappreciated. I'm like, if people like Simpsons and Turtles, they'll love it. Yeah. And um, only two players the, though, compared to those. Yeah. But that's I'm and honest. the Konami games. They are all very similar, but they're all just different enough to make it a huge headache. So it's <laughs> not like you'll have. Uh, Aliens done and just be able to plug the uh, Turtles ROMs into it or whatever. They all have custom chips. That's why they weren't really bootlegged so much, those uh, Konami games. It's kind but, of a... Uh, but, I mean, hopefully along with that, like, I mean, maybe we'll see Sunset Riders. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Sunset Riders, which I had that PCB and I sold it because I like the Super Nintendo version so much. Oh? Believe it or not. I see that was one where... I'm tearing through this. I never actually played yeah, this far into the arcade version. It's just I know how to. I just I just know how the game goes basically, even if it's like some differences. Yeah, I collect uh, Konami arcade games specifically. So Konami games, I'll just like if I see one for a good deal, I'll buy it. And about the only ones I missed were tr uh, Simpsons, unfortunately the. Uh, the train has left the station on Simpsons. It's very, even broke. The guy who I was was uh, visiting yesterday, uh, who you know, he, he has a lot of the arcade stuff, and was talking about Double Dragon. He actually just got Simpsons, and it was like they thought it was broken, so he barely paid anything for it, and it was just missing a chip, and he was able to get that chip online, oh, and, oh, and nice, it just fired right up. Oh, sweet! That's the dream. Yeah. An easy fix. Oh, we had a, uh, there's a, there's a $5 from Christopher Miller saying, I love my mister. I've been playing Metal Slug Neo on the Neo Geo and Terra Enigma SNES lately. Uh, nice. Both, both great games. I finally just got my MVS hooked back up. I didn't have a long enough, uh, SCART cable for my new setup. So I like figured out a workaround because, uh, I just got a UniBios. Universal BIOS uh, 4.0, mm -hmm. which has that really cool, uh, what is it, like pick and mix feature? Yeah, for the 161. Yeah, so you don't have to like fish through all the stupid hack mm -hmm. anymore on it. I like that so much. I wish you could just boot straight into it. I know, I know. I wonder if that would be possible for them to do, or for I uh, guess Rizula to do that. I just did an MVS for Mike Chi here. Oh yeah, the other day. Uh, I put the uh, Unibios 4.0, which we bought in it. Try to get that this guy. 
And uh, yeah, I think he said he's done with it or something. Uh, Razula, who makes it, I think he's retiring or something from working on the bio. So we'll need okay. we need somebody else to do that, I guess. Yeah, but regardless, oh, you... I do I do appreciate it. You know, it's 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 nice. Yeah. We had a nine ninety nine uh, donation from uh from the Sutton as well with with no message. Thank you. Very nice. All right. So, what should I go for next? It can be basically anything. That, I mean, just throw some stuff out there that you think would be would be on here. Hey, Owl Anonymous is here. He'll know some good games. Oh yeah. What are some uh, hidden gems on the CPS One Owl? He streams a lot. He's one of my favorites. He's usually on Twitch. Um. Well. Let's see. I mean, Three Wonders is kind of cool. I'll yeah. play that for a minute. It's I, I originally played this on the Capcom Classics Collection. I think I'd never played this in the arcade. I don't even on know. On Saturn? This, uh, no, on the on the PS2, believe it or not. Oh. It's like the Capcom Collection, Capcom Classics Collection. The volume one. I have yeah, uh, I played this on Saturn. Was I never saw it in an arcade or anything either. Owl said Peng 3 and Three Wonders. So you're on uh, the correct track here. Yeah, I, the, the shooter is... You got this uh, thing that spins around your, your ship. I'll play that one. You might want to set a custom filter. Oh, yes. Uh, my personal favorite... Hang on, let me get out of here. So I don't die here. Uh, yeah, you've got to do that for every game, don't you? Yeah, but that's uh, that's fine. I just I just do the uh, sharp interpolation. Yeah, that's mine too. My default. Um, I don't know how to rotate my thing, or maybe I'm mixing it up with something. I do like this game does have very good music. I recall. It's a good-looking game, too. Yeah. I mean, this seems like a later uh, CPS1 game. But maybe, I mean, I might be completely wrong. Yeah, oh, and we were talking about Q-Sound. And speaking right. of later games, there's sort of, um, there's CPS1, there's CPS0, as they call it, which are like the pre-CPS1 games that are similar. And then there's CPS1.5, which are like CPS1 games... Uh, that run at a higher, uh, they had better processors in them, I think like 12 megahertz versus 10, something like that. And then uh, some of them had Q sound even. And oh, then so that those, will. Those early ones? Really? I... Some of the 1.5s, yeah. Wow. And that puts us on path to CPS 2, which is a very like upgraded CPS 1. So that's where he's going with that. That's so cool. I mean,. It's, it's and cool then, that yeah. he's just able to do these as fast as he is. He's been able to yeah. release them. Shipitina asked, uh, where does the CPS Dash fit into this? Like, the CPS Dash was like a home version of the CPS 1. And I think, can you load up those revisions? I'm asking uh, the audience here. I'm not really sure. Uh, but CPS Dash, I would just assume, is on his roadmap, too, if it's not there already. 
There is there were versions too, also of street of CPS two games that they backported to that CPS like uh, one, and that's where you see. Uh, isn't there a Street Fighter Alpha? Yeah, somebody's mentioning. Which, Except that it has the original CPS one audio, which is kind of cool. Which in some ways is like might be better. Yeah. It's got so CPS one is like FM sound. Is that right? Ah, uh, I, I am not sure. I should know these things. I should speak. I mean, I, I should probably, I probably should too. But it's... <laughs> Usually, I just say things. <laughs> but okay, I mean, so, I uh, mean, you're you're probably like, I mean, you just pick up like information just from places, and sometimes it's even a miracle they even remember like I know. <laughs> any of it. Yeah. You know, it's such a mess in my brain. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of the situation I've been, I've been in. Mm -hmm. My mom used to always say, you know, if you were as good in school, <laughs> if you remembered <laughs> stuff, you know, for school as, as well as you do for games. Yeah. We don't not, have that I, like not that I was like a bad student or anything, but I probably could have been a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Isis here, he said, uh, Q sound is awesome coming from the CPS2 hardware. I've actually got, uh, I am building, I've been building this for years, a CPS, uh, a Q sound boombox. <laughs> and, uh, cause I got, I have a spare Q sound amplifier from a big blue cabinet and, uh, it's basically just an amplifier. And all of the processing for QSound is actually done inside of the CPS2 itself. So if you pull that out, you've just got a standalone stereo amp. And uh, my dad passed away, though. That's the problem is he's my woodworker, so I could pass things on to him. So I started the project like six years ago and never got around to having him build the case for it. So I need to get in touch with a woodworker eventually to finish that off. But I was thinking of having like a QSound amplifier for my kind of as the the stereo for my setup here. And then I have uh, speakers out of a House of the Dead presentation cabinet, which come in a big, they have their own little like shielded metal boxes. They're kind of cool. You just had a 999 come in Ooh. from the Afroman who says, thanks Smoke Monster and of course Corey and Try. It's been hard explaining how amazing Mr. is not a Raspberry Pi to so many people in the community. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine. That that's got it's gonna be like the you know the uh, something you're always gonna have to deal with <laughs> because the, yeah the uh, you know the Raspberry Pi just like has this mind share for a lot of people yeah and they're like the same form factor and everything they're a little box you know play games but yeah you can insert software emulation in place of raspberry pi for anything that you're comparing to mister that's really the difference it's just completely different from the ground up in every single way possible so there is no real uh comparison except in, in places where they're working from uh software emulators which you can uh work actually from software emulators and convert those into hdl and have a mister version of things which um you need for things certain certain things like the Game Boy Advance core has a lot of like software emulator kind of stuff they pulled in but in general Mister is a totally different kind of beast 
Aaron Welsh said, Smoke Monster, could you impersonate Tom Hanks and say, like a lot? That would make you sound like try. Love you both, guys. <laughs> you know, I, uh... Wilson. I can't. I definitely can't do a try impersonation. Yeah, I mean, I I can't either. If, if, if Joe was here, he, he would do his impression, but... Uh, uh, w, WRN Hokey gave you another $1. Oh, well, thank you. And Eric Fleenor said, new Mr. Owner, for console games, I'm using the recent 8-bit dough controllers, the M30 and SN30 wired. I'd also like an arcade stick for arcade games. No idea where to start. Any advice or recommendations? Hmm. I've got one. The, uh, let's see, what's it called? The Mayflash F500 Elite or F300 Elite are, uh, they're the exact same. Remember that 8-bit dough arcade stick? Right, like right. NES? It's that exact controller, except it has uh, Sanwa parts in it already. Oh, well. And it's cheap enough that it's actually cheaper than like placing an order with Focus Attack and even buying the parts. So it's a really good deal. And they're really nice controllers, especially the F500 Elite is all metal, too. Definitely worth the money. And uh, that'll give you, though, I think, let's see, Mr. Add-ons has been testing controllers, latency in Mr. Yeah, he's been doing, he has this huge spreadsheet. I've seen him and tweeting. And 8-bit those always do really well in, yeah. if you put your uh, one millisecond pulling on. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, that's what I have. I'm using the, uh, the M30 uh, 2.4 gigahertz version nice. the, the usb one that's what i use too here is my yeah. default kind of controller usually and not only that i mean i know that the uh chris from classic gaming quarter likes to have different controllers for each system to make it feel more like the uh like each individual system mm -hmm. which makes a lot of sense and but i, I just find find that this controller is a really good all-around yeah. controller that will basically work has enough buttons to work with anything and you can you can set it up to be like a pretty good even Super Nintendo controller if you just use like uh, Y Z B and C as like your your you know your diamond shaped. Yeah, I I'm really happy with this uh, M30. It's just it's like if I were designing a controller, it would probably be exactly like this more yeah. or less. It's I that wish... perfect hybrid of Genesis and Saturn. I mean, I wish that they would just come out with a another version that just has a dongle for the Saturn. Like I, w I would buy that and just yeah. use it as a Saturn controller. I mean, I already have yeah, I like too. like four of these things. I have one for the for the Switch. I have this one, and I have two for uh, like Genesis and Mega SG, or one for the Mega SG and one for the my Genesis or Master System, whatever I feel like. Nice. I sort of go back and forth between the uh, M30 and. Uh... What's this? The F SFC30. I like these older ones with the uh, colored buttons. Oh, yeah, those. yeah. And those score well. I also really like from Mr. Uh, this NTT Datapad. This was a craze for a while with Mr. People. Oh. And, like, we shut up the eBay prices. <laughs> I remember and, you talking uh, about that. It's kind of perfect because all these buttons... This is a weird controller. If you use the RafNet adapter, the RafNet USB adapter, uh, all these buttons are mappable. And so if you're going to be switching a lot between computer cores and things like that, uh, these are very handy here, the, the center area. And then it just it just is like an, a licensed Super Nintendo controller in every other way. That's a pretty cool one. 
You had a few more uh, super chats come in here. Oof. Andrew Camacho sent you 15 Canadian with no uh, comment. Oh, thank you. Mr. Walrus, FPGA. Hey, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> he said, we all hit the jackpot tonight with the stream. Thanks, Corey and Smoke. Heck yeah. yeah. I'm happy thank to be you. here. Uh, one of the reasons I, I played Double Dragon is because I thought afterwards I could go right into Double Dragon Advance, which is maybe the best Double Dragon game. Ooh, and that's a very low bar. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. I mean, I mean, it, I think it's a great reimagining of of the first game. Mm-hmm. And I say that as someone who owned, I have Double Dragon arcade game, and I also have two and three, uh, in various states of disrepair here, which I really want to fix and sell. <laughs> the arcade boards. Yeah, I think I've I've never actually played this one outside of. Uh, I might have fired it up once or twice on my flash cart. Ooh, my uh, Double Dragon comments are not uh, sitting well with the audience. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's actually really funny. And after I finish this, I'm going to just boot up the Master System version of this. And I don't know why I thought of this or never thought of this, but if you, uh, when you play the Master System version, the, the sizing of the character and the size of the background. Just like, hilarious out of whack. Well, yeah, I mean that car. There's like no way that the the character could even like fit in the car and like reach the pedals. <laughs> I have the uh, Atari seventy hundred version of Double Dragon. Have you ever seen that? Ah, uh, no. Or or even worse, heard that? It's a very bad port. I'll say that. I think I got a really good deal on that or something. Uh, oh, Daniel Nicholson, five five dollars, maybe Australian. Oh, thank you. It says, guys, what's your Desert Island one console at games? Mine's the Super Nintendo with Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I consider this the greatest home port of all time. Ooh. I, you would like the uh, new uh, Pyron. Oh, remastered. I've not played uh, it remastered. yet. I have not played it yet. I was just that watching you, oh, Sega Lord X's video yeah. on it yesterday. I'm so happy to see Pyron getting attention. You guys yes. have covered him before. But a lot of the greater gaming world is just catching on to him now at the end of his career here. Yeah, and he's been he's been working on this for a long time. Yeah, for years. So my Desert Island console is it would probably change whenever you ask, but I think maybe a Sega Saturn with a mode or something. Oh yeah. And uh, my Desert Island game would have to be um, Dr. Mario <laughs> on the Super <laughs> Nintendo. Unfortunately, it's not on. Sega Saturn. It's because I can just play that game forever, and it just never gets boring. Yeah, you're super good at it. I've never been... I'm okay. It's uh, There's a funny meme that's out there of this sad guy who's too good to play against his friends, but not good enough to play competitively. <laughs> and that's how I am with, like, Dr. Mario. Because <laughs> I've watched, like, competitively playing Dr. Mario. People are crazy good. You know, like, another world good. What's your uh, Desert Island I mean, console and game? I mean, I would probably go with with uh, with the Genesis and, and Ghouls and Ghosts, probably. I mean, I, nice. I, I played through that game so many times at this point, and I, I'd never seem to get sick of it. So, I mean, I don't know. There's just something about it. I love it. Yeah, I guess I could... I mean... I said Sega Saturn, but I mean, honestly, 
if I was on a desert island, I would need a TV and some electricity and stuff too. <laughs> yeah. So it wouldn't do you a lot of good. Um, Ooh, we Panel de Ponch, Tina mentioned. Yeah, that's who that would be a good one too. Although I'm, I just, I don't know if I played as much as I played Dr. Mario through the years. Yeah, I, I only really discovered it thanks to try being a big fan of like Tetris 2. Or not Tetris 2, <laughs> Tetris Attack, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that? Um, so there's Pokemon Puzzle League on the N64 is a Penalty Pond Tetris Attack clone. Right. And did you see that that um, they just found a prototype of Penalty Pond N64, which was turned into uh, Pokemon Puzzle League. And that was my one issue with Pokemon Puzzle League is that it's Pokemon theme <laughs> instead yeah. of Penalty Pond. Yeah. So I really want to check that out. That's kind of the ultimate game to me because the N64 version plays really well. Yeah. The same with the N64 Dr. Mario is one of my favorites too. So you're not, you're not a big Pokemon fan. I mean, I, I assume that we're very close to the same age. And Yeah, it just it wasn't a thing. Yep. I never heard of it until almost college. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe if I'd, I'm sure that if I had played it back when it was a thing or whatever, it just didn't hit my town, I guess. I'm right. from a small town. It came out when I was, uh, Red and Blue came out in the U.S. in my first year of college. So, I mean, there was just no way that that was mm-hmm. the thing that I played. And that was, I mean, maybe it was the second year of college, actually, for me. Did it come out in 98 or is it 97? It might have that been, sounds about right, yeah. It might have been 98. Yeah, like, like, like fall, like September of 98, I feel like it was. So it would have been my second year of college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember hearing about it from uh, someone I worked at in a restaurant who was younger than me gave us all a Pokemon card and that was where it was explained to me what it was and stuff. So that was very well, well past when I would have been into Pokemon. I'm sure <laughs> probably people six or seven years younger than us are probably hot into it. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I mean, it just had, I just had no interest. Although I, I said, it to, I have told this story before on the stream uh, at the very beginning of, of quarantine, I I played through uh, Pokemon Snap with my kids who were like way in the Pokemon right now. Where you take the pictures? Yeah. And it was, they just, they didn't understand how to play it, but I played it. And for them, it was more like a, like a roller coaster. And they got to see like everyone who pops up and they were, you know, they, they know all their names. So they would freak out whenever like anybody would come out. And it was just like Mm -hmm. the, the most exciting thing for them. That's cool. And we had, we had an awesome time. It was like, you know, it's not a very long game. But, I mean, we played through the entire game. Mm-hmm. And it, probably because I, uh, of that, I, will be, I, I know that there is a sequel coming out. I don't know if it's coming out this year or when it's coming out, but I will probably buy it just because that was so much fun. That I should, I should check that out because one of my nephews is into Pokemon. And weirdly, it's like, does your family do this? Like, my sister didn't ask me when she was picking out the console for him. And she got him an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. These little kids. <laughs> When the Switch had already come out, where the Switch was really the console they should have gotten. And uh, so I assume he'll be getting a Switch eventually where there's more. Because, like, the only games they're into are, like, Madden and Forza, where they're pretty little kids, you know, like right. 6, 8, and 10. And all the games that I would recommend to them are on the Switch pretty much. But he's into Pokemon, and I had looked up uh, for last Christmas. I gave him one Pokemon card. I had looked up online which one to get, and I got him like a foil one. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like it was a good choice. He's always showing it to me and stuff. I got a little case for it. <laughs> Hang on, I'm just I'm booting up this double dragon on the master system really quick, just so that people could see the the car size difference. I mean, I I don't know what even made me think of this when I saw it, but I was I was dying. <laughs> Recenter the screen here. Yeah, for whatever reason, like. I like Double Dragon because of the NES, and we have that connection to it, and the arcade a little bit. But it is a, a little shovelware nowadays. Do you feel like that? I don't know. Something about them. Like, you wouldn't even be able to see over, yeah. the, the, <laughs> over the dashboard. Yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> it's like a monster truck. Yeah. Thunderbird. It's like it's, it's the, the car from, hilarious. Uh, from Road Avenger. But I saw that. I was like, that's so funny. Like, how, he can't even drive. He can't even reach the pedals. <laughs> those little legs <laughs> that's great i got this game free with I, they had something where you could send away some stuff for a free double dragon like from sega cool and uh, i mean i thought it was was good at the time and i mean yeah i didn't know any better i and on the nes that was the one the I, NES version did, you, did you play this one back in the day yeah yeah i mean i got this oh, one that free when it was pretty cool but, oh, you got it when it was new. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a big deal, but I, I think the NES version is a lot better now. I mean, the NES version is not very super faithful to the arcade, but I think that makes it way more interesting. Yeah, definitely. This would have blown me away back then. I only saw, let's see, my stepbrother had a master system, and I thought it was like a supercomputer from the future. <laughs> but he only had like two or three games. He had Choplifter and Rampage. I think that was it. Oh, and good. so we played the NES mostly. Yeah. But that, I mean, Rampage on the Master System is... It's a great one. It's, it's, it's a really excellent version, yeah. And I was obsessed with Rampage back then. I had uh, my first internet website in the 90s. It was... Me and my friend claimed it was the internet's first Rampage-dedicated website. <laughs> Although in <laughs> retrospect, it probably wasn't. <laughs> but uh, searching has come a long way since then. It was like... I don't know. Not GeoCities. Before GeoCities. You know, probably like 1994, 1995. 1995, probably 1996. Uh, there's and a, uh... it was probably like a badly written uh, school report type website <laughs> about Rampage games. That's okay, though. I mean... Uh, I, I, I've, I've been I've... trying to find that one forever. I just don't... I don't have the address or anything, so... I don't know if there's any way to find that stuff. I've been spending a little bit of time using the uh, the, the Wayback Machine. Yeah, that's where I try to look. I found most of my websites and even the ones I built for businesses. Back in the day, I'm just missing uh, some Fiero-related stuff <laughs> and uh, my Rampage site. That's pretty crazy. It's, it's crazy websites. that that even, like, that that stuff is able to be preserved like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Camacho donated another 510 uh, Canadian and said, do you guys think it's likely for us to someday get 32X, 3DO, and CDI at some point? They're, um, they're all within the realm of possibility. It's um, 32X is a little trickier, I think, because of the... Uh, what chip is it? has a chip on it. I need Electron Ash here or someone. Uh, the, I mean, I think they're all possible. It's just whether or not we'll see them, I don't know. You'd have to find someone like 
uh, wrestling with gaming uh, really wants to get a CDI core for Mister. He even offered uh, to pay <laughs> someone to produce it, putting a bounty on it. But I said that's Mister. People don't generally work for money, or maybe they would, you know, like be doing, you know, getting tons of money from the aerospace industry or something instead of working on Mister. <laughs> uh, I think it could happen. I just don't know. And uh, there's always like catches here and there. Yeah. SH2, thank you, GE Force Fly, is the tricky part of the 32X. I'm going to play uh, one of my favorite Neo Geo games. I finally just got a, a cartridge, a Neo, uh, MVS cart of this, of a Neo Drift Out, which is not something that pops up very often. I, it popped up on a, uh, on a uh, Facebook group. And oh, I, cool. I sent a message, and it was like right before the lockdown happened. And... I bought it and, it and it shipped to me and it was in it sat in Chicago for like almost three months. Oh my gosh, I had some packages like that too. Not that one though. <laughs> I just got check this out. So this took me about four months to get here from Russia. I had almost forgot I ordered it. This it's like a oh. German gigantic <laughs> ridiculous lens. I got this when I had been watching whales here, <laughs> and I started looking into like. Some more telephotos that just came in. It was like getting a brick in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> That's this cool. Is I don't have any, I don't have any lenses that are that size. The problem is my lenses aren't really useful for video. I collect old lenses. I, I features this this game in my uh, Neo Geo Mister video because uh, it's so good looking. Yes, and it's it's just a super fun game. And I don't I'm not even the kind of person that really likes driving games all that much. But this one is just is so much fun to play. It is, and it's it's even better. The it's the sequel to is it Overtop, I think, or at least it's like the spiritual sequel to that. It's the same same people made it, but I think this is a lot more fun to play. Yeah, it's super addictive, and it gets hard. Yeah, and you, there's a lot of memorization and uh, getting your corners really well. Music's good in it. Yeah, it's it's really fun. And, this is and just... it's a very powerful game for uh, on Mister. Oh, right. I... I mean, in terms of Mister, what it can do, Neo Geo is usually what I say is the most powerful. Although anymore, I think the 486 core might be replacing oh. that. We were gonna we were gonna talk about that, which is, is something yeah. that's pretty exciting, I think, for people that you know, with the the prevalence of retro PC gaming coming to the forefront and. The, you know, a lot of other ways. It's very cool to see a Mr. Like the 486 Mr. Core being yeah. worked on. Yeah. So for people who don't know, like if you had a DOS computer back in the day, uh, there's a FPGA core called AO486, which can handle like 286, 386. And we're even getting into like 486 territory now. So it's going to be this really, it, it already is. So it was a, a, an okay core, the one that's out on Mr. right now. But FPGA um, Spaz, who make who made Mr.'s uh, GBA core and some other stuff, has been making it his pet project. And now Sword is on board on it. And so it's like all hands are on deck on this core. <laughs> and they've got it. Like, it's going to be a little DOS supercomputer. I mean, it can play already TIE Fighter. They're playing uh, Chex Quest. I, I saw a picture of Chex Quest playing on it. Not that nice. I, I played that 
as a kid or anything like that, but I just I just recognized it from. Yeah, and people are like installing Windows XP on it now, and uh, I guess Windows 95 runs really nicely. So you're talking SimCity 2000, some towers, That's one so of my cool. favorite games. Uh, it's gonna be a killer core. For, for people that can't, of games. you know, because because retro PCs are are getting more and more expensive now too, and it's just kind of a hassle. I think to get yeah. into. I mean, I would like to get one here, but I mean, with I know that that's coming. That that makes me less. That's apt that's to, a to... funny story. Okay, so people assured me that this 486 core was way too complex to ever be usable, like maybe <laughs> three months ago. And so I started building a retro PC, like a DOS computer. I kind of wanted one DOS computer to run them all. And like the day my first the motherboard got here, which had come from Ukraine was like the day that FPGAs and Spaz was like, oh, I basically doubled the processing power of the <laughs> AO46. So all of a sudden it was like, and it went from like 10 or 12 megahertz to like the equivalent of about like 20 or something. And now we're getting up to like, a, well, it's it's a weird way to determine it, but it's like, it's like a 100 megahertz computer. But the way it is right now, there's like, three cycles on Mr. per one cycle on the computer, so it would sort of measure more like 30 megahertz. But as they uh, are making it more efficient, it's going to come up closer and closer to that 100 megahertz level, which you're talking Doom. Uh, those kind of games are going to be running really smoothly. Doom already runs pretty well. I think people said it's like uh, 22 frames per second, where for uh, the max for Doom is 35 frames. So we're, co we're coming up on really nice territory with that core. It's going to be really cool. And yeah, so I've got all my parts here for a retro computer that I'm going to build. <laughs> but it's not quite as cool as uh, when I first ordered the parts. <laughs> They're building the core faster than I built this computer. It's my joke. One second, let me, let me just pause this really quick. Um, oh yeah, you had a couple Yeah, I, I'm going to bring up Streamlabs just so I didn't, like, don't lose the... Uh, Gaming Blows gave you $2 and said, Odds of an N60 core before 2022... The white whale. Um, N64 is the big question with Mr. Most people think it's actually not possible. So I wouldn't, like, hold your breath for that. It, who knows, though, you know? <laughs> people thought PlayStation wouldn't be possible, and there's a really good PlayStation core coming. Which but is, N64 is has some... I mean, PS1 yeah. stuff is going to be, be crazy when that comes out. I mean, there, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening with PS1 in general right now. So that'll mm -hmm. just be yet another thing to go on on top of, you know, of the of uh, like the X station and the uh, the PS One digital. Yeah. Oh, I'd love a PS One uh, core and Mister. I sold my. Uh, I had a PSIO. I'd bought it when it first came out, and it took like a year to get to me, which uh, my interest in it had pretty much vanished by that point, <laughs> <laughs> and I just never got around to installing it. And then uh, by the time I got back to the U.S. Uh, from Brazil and was ready to do it, they had talked about this Mr. Core. So I just sold my PSIO and I'm like, I'll just do Mr. for it. And then I have my real PlayStation and a handful of games that I like for it anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, MK Iron Fist gave uh, $2 and oh, asked and said, Neo Geo Core got me re-addicted to Puzzle Bubble 2. Nice. I love Puzzle Bubbles. <laughs> I'm gonna... Those are addicting games. Play uh, Shock Troopers. Shock Troopers, I feel, is the best game on Neo Geo. Ooh, I have that cart. Same here, same here. I, I got it thanks to uh, thanks to Artemio. Yeah, one of his friends was oh, able cool. to get it. Like 
because a lot of the the MBS carts were were cheaper in in Mexico, so I was able to. And you pay mm-hmm. like more for shipping than you do for. Uh, oh, nice! To... I got my shock troopers broken, oh. and I it's one of those things I fixed. So it just needed to have. Uh, I reflowed all the chips on it, and then it came back to life. So one of the chips was just bad, or something, or you know, had a broken uh, connection. One of the things that I'm always super envious that you do is like how you uh, basically recap everything like right away when you get it. <laughs> I do. And I, I think that's so cool because it's, I, I feel like you doing that is probably just like kind of going to your happy place. Like it's just kind of, it is it's very yeah. relaxing. Yep. I do. I make some tea. I just go over there and just zone out and it's, it is like meditative and it's a place where you can really, uh, because I'm also, I'm not just like, in, I'm not in a hurry either. I'll leave my, I'll leave my, relatively simple recap projects out like i have my this whole retro computer every single component i'm recapping with really nice caps and even upgrading uh some of the circuits on some of them with better caps and just by piece by piece as they come in i just recap them but i'm trying to like really hone my skill and get to that sort of voltar level of perfection with everything i do Mm -hmm. and yeah it is very much overkill and unnecessary kind of stuff, but that's what makes it fun, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's just like it's it's relaxing for you to do. So it's not it's not like oh I I have to do this. It's not yeah. something you're forcing yourself to do. It's just because you want to do it. Yeah. And occasionally, I mean, one out of ten ten things you recap, you'll either you'll find a cap. You're like I just uh, my second. I have two graphics card for this computer. One of them, the caps all look perfect on it. I took them all off, and one of the SMD caps had gunk all underneath it and it's like that's what you do it for and i'll test all the caps too when i'm done and i would say one or two percent of them are way off spec mm-hmm. so there is a there is a real benefit to doing it and artemio has the done pretty good uh comparisons of recapped sega genesis's and you get you know right. less noise in the audio and stuff so there are tangible benefits but it is more of like a, a me time type thing yeah <laughs> But that's good. I mean, just to like know how to do that and you know and have fun doing it. I I plan on like talking about this a little bit later on this week, and I've started doing these like weekly like columns and stuff like for. Yeah, like, I read your uh, Godzilla <laughs> post the other day. It was good. <laughs> I mean, it's just like something I felt would be fun to do. But I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about how I've been really forcing myself lately and been showing a lot of interest in just kind of learning to do things by myself, like on my own, like whether it's just mm-hmm. like like researching and figuring out how to do stuff. I only say that because I figured out and and did uh, I installed two new power outlets in in in, the, in my basement here. You know, I ran uh, like split off lines from a outlet or actually I cut one of them and then I put two outlets in there. So just like learning how nice. to do certain things like that. Stuff that I would never imagine doing. Yeah. I, and I joke about how I think quarantine i've learned how to do a lot of like 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 handy handy persons kind of stuff at home mm-hmm. like i like i learned how to how to how to change put a new toilet in oh wow uh, that seems complex well i mean yeah it's, i was just replacing it i guess i wasn't mm-hmm. putting a whole new one in still yeah but it's just stuff like yeah, that. that's like expensive to uh, call someone and do it and you know something that you'll notice i'm sure now 
so one one weird thing like okay my uh family member got new under cabinet lighting in their house installed and i was over there i'm just looking at the wiring and i'm like eh. it's kind of like they paid a lot of money for it i think but the whoever did it like they weren't doing it for themselves you know they were doing it to get out of there and there's electrical tape involved right and like where I would have soldered wired, uh, soldered some things, they were just using you know, twisting things together. It looked like or something. And even when I'm driving around the city, I went under a uh, railroad crossing the other day, and I saw some really shoddy wiring on it. I'm like, this seems like it's more important than an N64, you know, <laughs> that I worked on. Where you know you go in there, and all of my work is really nice and articulate, and everything's ran perfectly and wire wrapped. And it's like this is a freaking train crossing, you know? Right. Attention to detail, folks. <laughs> You'll get that too, I'm sure, with this house stuff. Well, you know, yeah. somebody who's wiring up a whole house is in a big hurry to get it done, whereas you just have to do two outlets and you're on your own schedule. Right. Well, actually, you know, I mean, uh, there's so my wife and I's bedroom has two closets in it, and one of them has like a window and everything, and so it's not really even like a closet; it's more of just like a storage room. But it's like fine, and she's like set up her office, and she's been working at home in there. But the problem is, like, she puts her, like, you know, she does, uh, like, like graphic design stuff for an ad agency. So she's, like, has this big, like, Apple monitor. And they there was, like, no power outlets in there. So I, after I did the stuff in the basement, I, you know, they, her and the kids went up to her parents for this weekend. And I learned, I ran a new line and I installed an outlet in there. Like, I had to run. Oh, that's awesome. Some, like, around the, around a corner. I had to, like. You know, cut a little piece of the drywall off out so I could drill holes and run the line all the way through. But I, I installed the outlet in there. It's kind of, you know. It was I could the, use you here. <laughs> My apartment only has one outlet in the kitchen. And so everything feeds into that. And, like, I have, I can't run, like, I can't run certain uh, appliances together or they blow the circuit. Yeah. <laughs> it's I like mean, 15 amps. I mean, it's... <sighs> It's it's kind of a, kind of scary, you know. I'm afraid of, of dying. <laughs> I was afraid of dying, I guess, when I was doing that first one. But just just learning how to do it is good, you know. It's just... mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to have a fear of dying. When you're with, <laughs> then you make sure that you with, really with do your, the research power, you yeah. need to before uh, <laughs> before you go through with it. And I guess it also helps that that uh, my father-in-law is he's a, a retired electrician. So I can ask him oh, anything nice. if I need to. You know, yeah. he, had his, he had his own own business. So that that does help a lot. But I mean, yeah, I decided just to do it. I, was... I uh, learned. I mean, like I learned how to solder in high school, and then I've been unlearning everything I learned since. And I think Voltar's videos are the most helpful to me for learning how to do th- Just putting on his, like, duo, like, the one I point people toward is his duo recap video, I think mm-hmm. it was. It just has all of the skills of soldering for video games in one video. You have hot air, rework, I think, <laughs> SMD caps, through-hole caps, everything in that. And you get to see it done to perfection instead of just, like, oh, I looked up a video on how to solder or something, you know. So it's a cool age to live in. Does anybody have anything that they want me to play? I'll take the whatever whatever comes up here. I have the first one I see. If it's something that I have. Gaming Blows really wanted me to play uh, 
What is a Wale Golf? Ooh, NES? Uh, or no, on the uh, on the N64. That's, I think, why he was asking about the N64. Oh, okay. Uh, I saw Neo Turf Masters. I can do that. There you go. I've been gearing up here for the um, the 486 core because I have all this computer stuff coming in. And so now I'm thinking about the Mr. side of things. I just got this in uh, the other day, a RafNet game port to USB converter, which allows you to use any old PC peripherals in USB, like uh, Gravis Gamepad. Mm-hmm. I just did a video on this. Oh, yeah, this- yeah. Like a suicide video, basically. I knew it wasn't going to be popular. But that's, and it, it mean, underperformed even compared to what I thought. But uh, it was fun. And uh, this will allow me to plug in. Like, I've got some joysticks here. I'm getting into PC joysticks lately. Once I uh, got my first one in. Let me dig this out. Thrustmaster Pro. Uh, do you remember these? Oh, yeah. Uh, I had, did I have, a, what Thrustmaster did I have? I remember playing, um, was it Descent Free Space 2? Yeah. And, uh, so I got those my very first, this is a bad joystick, could be your first one, because this thing is so awesome. It's, like, solid metal. This is the pro-level one, at, like, they made in the USA, and I got this for, like, 20 bucks. Uh, it's obscenely good quality. And so I'm like, wow, these joysticks are cool. And then I got uh, the next one. I got this for Descent, actually, now that you mention it. It Is the uh, Microsoft Sidewinder, which is a four-way directional uh, joystick, but it also twists, which is big for... uh, It was basic... This is like the Descent stick. Actually, there's one model below this that people use for Descent, which I actually have So you could could rotate in place, right? Yeah. So you can rotate as you're going. So it gives you a real 3D control. And then I also now have the uh, force feedback version of this coming. I got a really good deal on that. I, I tweeted out the other day, when I open this one up to clean it, it has employee signatures all over the bottom panel inside, which I thought was really cool. Kind of molded into the plastic. That's cool. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm gearing up for that 486. Oh, sorry, I'm not very good at this. <laughs> Oh, it's, it tells me where I need to hit it. There it goes. My uh, guilty pleasure in life are the Tiger Woods uh, PGA Tour golf games. Do you like those? Uh, I've only played... It was like an early 2000s one that I played. I mean, I, I like the Hot Shots golf. I mean, I feel that most golf games are play the exact same way almost. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that I'm, I'm just not very good at this. I, I say that, and then I'm just, how come I can't do good at this one? <laughs> Gaming Blows gave, uh, gave you $2 and said golf. <laughs> golf. Heck yeah. Oh, right in, right in the bunker. I mean, I, I played, I mean, it was a Hot Shots Golf Open Tee on the PSP quite a bit. Enough to finish it cool uh this game has a real cult following yeah i mean if i saw a cartridge of this i would definitely probably buy it yeah 
Is this four players? I think it's I think it's two. Unless I mean I don't know. It's not a big concern for me because I'll never be in a room with four other people who want to play this game. <laughs> but I like that it's there. Do <laughs> uh, you think that there will be a... I mean, that's one thing I've wondered about, is if there will be a Neo Geo Pocket core or a Atari Lynx core. I would think that we'll get both of those eventually. There's nobody working on them. Lynx has a lot of um, overlap with stuff that are already in other cores, I believe. I would love that, too. Didn't I? I thought I heard somebody saying that the the link screen was like seventy five hertz or something like that, which might be like everyone was wondering how they're going to do it with the um, yeah I don't with know the, with the uh, analog pocket. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with DOS too. DOS is mostly seventy hertz, and so playing it on HDMI screens can be a problem. Yeah, there's always these tricky little things with when you're dealing with hardware yeah. perfect versions of things. I had Lynxes back in the day that I'd gotten at a garage sale. Two of them. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I liked it. I had, uh, I liked the Rampage a lot that was on it, and All Points Bulletin APB. Those are my two jams. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I had a Lynx when I was when I was a kid. I had a Lynx instead of a instead of a Game Boy. And mm -hmm. uh, I, mean, I got a Game Boy really late. I had Blue Lightning. I liked. I liked Red Baron a lot. Um, I've got Blue Lightning for the Jaguar CD here, I think. Oh, I yeah? Is it? <laughs> I, don't, I haven't played it yet. <laughs> haven't fired it up. Uh, I think I talked a little bit about California games in the, the magazine read-through that I did with uh, Classic Gaming Quarterly of Sega Visions 1. We were talking about how I didn't really play. I only played the Lynx version and uh, the Commodore 64 version of California games. I saw Chris in the chat at the very beginning of the stream. I don't yeah. know if he's still around. Uh, Gates of Zendikon was was okay. I, I didn't. I don't. I may have had that one. A lot of the games I don't even remember what I had. Uh, I re really liked uh, Electro Cop. I still remember the music from it. I uh, yeah. Mine came with like a Ziploc bag of games, <laughs> and I, there was a Batman game, but I don't remember liking it. What else? Yeah, it's hard to remember because I remember specifically APB and Rampage. Even taking, uh, I remember playing Rampage in like study halls. So I'm, I've took that to school with me apparently. I oh, look at that parallax. That's kind of awesome. I can do this better here. It's a great looking game. Oh, very I nice. Was, I, thought was, <laughs> I thought I was going in again. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, Batman Returns on the Lynx, I never really played. I heard that it was, like, impossible almost for some people to beat the first enemy in it or something. It was weird. That sounds right. I don't remember it at all, except that I just, I remember liking the cartridge but not playing the game. Mike Sherry said, uh, give you $2 and said, I have no issues with DOSBox on my 40-inch Samsung TV. Uh, DOSBox, though, won't be... It's not the same. So DOSBox is a software version, which is what I have always used on my computer here, like to play SimCity 2000. And that's totally different than what Mr. will be, where we have an FPGA uh, CPU, basically, implementation of the whole computer. And so that's where 70 hertz will, could be more of a problem. 
Well, I mean, what you can do is you can set Mr.'s sync to 60 hertz, but it'll just be a little bit choppy, basically. You can still buy a complete in-box new old-school Lynx, oh, Lynx games for a reasonable price. I was recently... I found that with Jaguar CD games, weirdly enough. Like, $9 shipped for... Uh, what did I get? Space Ace and Dragon's Lair. Brand new. Sealed. Really? There's all this Atari stuff on eBay. Yeah. I'm going to unbox those or something in a stream. I'm going to play California games on the Genesis. There's a uh, an I and I setting if that double how it goes to a double line when you're scrolling, that drove me nuts at some point. I forget what. There's an I and I setting you can change to get rid of that when you're scrolling through the game names on Mister. Wait, you so wait. that so that what happens? Do you see how like games with long names it will go from a single line to a double oh. line when you're scrolling? Right. That keep tripping kept tripping me up. I forget. So what you that's can make it so it just like scrolls. Yeah. Uh, Where it doesn't go into two like two, two bars like that. I'll tell you one thing is that my experience with the Mister and just like changing stuff improved immensely as soon as I got the little Wi-Fi dongle and I could just like FTP into it. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of having yeah, to constantly take out the mm -hmm. SD card and because every time you put it the SD card in your PC, it like pops up with a million windows. Yeah. Yeah, my setup here, I'm the same way. I do little things with Wi-Fi, and then I have a USB hard drive, and I just pull the wire and plug that into my PC to transfer big things. Makes sense. I mean, it, it changed. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's like so many little uh, things that have gotten better, I guess, in in recent years. It's interesting thinking about when we first, when I first. Uh, set it up and uh, we streamed it was like a couple of years ago it was it was it was pretty difficult at the time mm -hmm. and how how much has improved since then yeah yeah but the big the first big step forward was that update script yes. really changed everything for me and now there's basically just scripts for everything that make it so easy yeah it went from being moderately hard or at least you had to read quite a bit to do any little thing to being relatively logical I think if you're sort of handy oh. I feel like this is like impossible <laughs> oh you know what I saw the other day have you ever seen an electric surfboard no <laughs> yeah they make electric you know how there's like electric scooters Right. There was a guy zipping around in the bay yesterday with an electric surfboard, and I was like, I could get down with that. And uh, you can even it's like it's like a it's like a surfboard with like a trolling motor. It looks like underneath it that goes down into the waterways, and he could even get up on it, like coming out of the water, like six inches or so. It almost looks like he's floating. <laughs> it's, it's a crazy age to be alive in now. That's one thing that I miss about since moving to this new house. We don't have any of the, the electric scooters around. You know, like, do you have, like, the birds there? And yeah, the, and the yeah. Lime, the lime, is it Lime? Is the other kind? Is the other one? Yeah, there was, like, four or five companies. They were, when I first moved here a year ago, it was huge. Mm -hmm. And then they banned them from sidewalks, I think. And then what? since then, there was, the boardwalk and the sidewalks were just, I mean, because I live in a touristy area. It was flocks of people on scooters, and 
someone someone got hurt or something and it led the city to ban them on the uh boardwalks and sidewalks here and so after that you don't you see them maybe here and there but it's not like people on not like 10 at a time passing you by uh, someone requested this game i've never played it before motor which one that uh, uh oh yeah motor racer advance i think somebody requested this to me too at one point it's kind of an impressive almost playstation looking game Unless I'm thinking of something else. Oh, wrong button. Oh yeah, that's kind of cool. I'm like, oh yeah, like a mode seven game. Yeah, but with hills. That's always not as big of a deal, I guess, on the the Game Boy Advance. I take it you were really big into the Game Boy Advance, probably. Uh, I mean, I I did buy it at launch. I was I was pretty excited about it, and that is it's an interesting year because I went to uh, went to E three that year, like right before it came out. What and year I, was that? Uh, that would have been two thousand one. Okay. And then it came out a couple of months after that. I even have like a, I don't know if I can reach it that I got from that E three that I still have. I'll see if I can grab it. Should be right here. Cool. It's a. Uh, it's it's well worn at this point. Okay. It's like this. Uh, this Game Boy Advance, but it's like a it's it's like a squishy thing. A squishy I'll have to Game wait Boy for the stream to catch up here. Yeah, it's like a squishy Game Boy Advance. I also I used to have a game uh, GameCube. Oh, cool! Days, but I sold that on eBay when I was trying to raise money to move to New York City. Mm -hmm. I, I kept the kept this one, so it's like. Just... That's cool. It's it's. Kind of destroyed though at this point. I mean, it's almost twenty years old. It's it's been well loved. Yeah. You'll have to have a soft soft toy conservator restore that for you one day. <laughs> I don't know if I don't. I this don't exists. <laughs> That's such a thing. Yeah. I'm not yep. sure if that, this can be like restored. There's like there's chunks missing. You have to have it uh, filled in and painted. <laughs> meticulously i don't know i wonder if it, that kind of stuff even sells on on ebay at this point yeah i got into game boy advance so my first game boy advance was the sp 101 so it must must have been many years after the game boy advance came out mm -hmm. and i must have gone online and read about it first but when i got into it and i discovered advance wars i was all about it oh yeah advance wars for a while and I had gotten that Easy Flash Four. Might have been in, yeah, it might have been in three when I first got it. But that was like one of my first flashcards too, if not my first, maybe. Mm -hmm. Try as I, I still have it. Oh, I mean, and as that's well worth it, you know, I still have it. I upgraded for like thirty bucks five or six years ago to the SD card version. And it's basically a cheapo EverDrive. <laughs> Does everything an EverDrive can. It's just super cheap. Uh, Try is working on a video. It will hopefully be out at some point this week. I'm hoping. I'm not sure exactly when it's going to be out, but it's uh, on the IP different IPS screens. Yeah. 
and you mentioned that it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because uh, it's, it's 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 pretty mixed. It's mm-hmm. a pretty mixed experience that I think that is there one to rule them all, or do they all have sort of a catch? Yeah, I mean I it, I mean I'll I'll wait to see exactly because it's it's like completely cool. his episode. I've I've mm-hmm. read portions of the script, but I haven't been super involved. And uh, I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because I think that it's not like the ultimate solution that it was. I think some people had made it seem to be. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll be cool to see. Every time I get into handhelds, it's like a big hole that you go down because there's so many mods for them. Yes, even and, for and, just something as simple as a Game Boy. Right, because I, I mean, I think it is. I think it's like that because I think a lot of people just feel like they're really. It's really fun to mod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did that sort of to my Nomad and uh, Turbo Express, mm-hmm. but I never ended up touching my Game Boy Advance really too much. I was hoping, and actually, I got speaking of IPS screens, I got just recently the DSi XL. Whew, that's a good looking handheld. Yeah, we, we were just talking about that, right? I I, I checked out your video and rehacked. Uh, I didn't rehack it, but I like updated my. Um, oh, cool. Not the like not the bootstrap, but the uh, like Twilight. Mm-hmm. Twilight hack. Did um, you get it booting so it goes straight into it? Uh, I didn't do that because I still want to be able to play like my regular games on it, so mm-hmm. I'll just have that be separate. That's I, I, I don't mind just going into the the photo app, but it, I mean. Mm-hmm. Just updating it made it work a bit better, but my the SD card in it's like is a mess. I need to reorganize it a bit. I liked that screen so much that I even looked into for a minute. I mean, for you know a few days, oh. I had the idea of doing a DSi XL Lite mod and turning it into a Game Boy Advance. Do we remember which... why this happens? Why Popful Mail gives the main CPU error? Because this happened with the uh, with the Mega SD as well. They had to update the firmware for it. Um, I don't remember. Um, I don't know. No, because this is this this happens with other things too. It happens. Um, I thought I remember you playing this game before in a stream. Yeah, I mean, I I might have played it on the Mega SD, but this was like, uh, I mean, this is this this happens with the with the real hardware too. Weapon with a mega SD. I don't remember what it is that. Is it a region? Is it is it a USA region? Yeah. Game. I mean, yeah. Are you using a region-free BIOS? Um. I'm pretty sure that I am. Yeah. It could be maybe. Uh, okay. Well, I, yeah. I, Anonymous is saying the same thing. It, it's probably the the region-free BIOS. It could oh, be. So you might need to uh, load up just the strictly the BIOS for the region that you want to try it. I see, but I can't do that in here. I have to change it in the SD card, right? Ah, uh, you might be right about that. That's yeah, okay. can, can you not define the BIOS from here? No. Does anybody else have anything else that they want me to play on here? I saw some uh, Road Avenger. Someone asked for Road Avenger. Be going. There's a lot of good Sega CD games. Oh, yeah. This was a really big one, too, when it dropped. I remember you guys getting excited about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier. One of the things I really like about the Mr., and I'm 
I think a lot of people don't think about is it's it's portability. I'm going to be at the end of the month. My uh, my mom is having a, a, a knee replacement, so I'm going to go and stay with her for a week. And I was like, I'm just going to I'm going to bring my Mister with. Yeah. And you know, I I ordered like a new uh, a new like power supply for it, and I'm just going to so I don't have to pull the whole power supply out of my setup. I'm just going to unplug it. And nice. It. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's and it's so much on one little device. Yeah. I have likened it like if you had to get the actual hardware of everything that we have in hardware in HDL on Mister, you need a warehouse at this point. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's such a huge amount of hardware, and that's why people. I get the comments a lot where they're like, "Oh, I don't need a Mister because I already have a Super Nintendo, and that's all I was interested in." It's like, yeah, you have a Super Nintendo, but you don't have a PDP one. Uh, computer from 1940 to play the very first video game, you know, <laughs> first. Uh, you don't, ha- there's just no way. Nobody, even, nobody's going to have both uh, like a full MSX setup with every revision of the MSX. Even hardcore MSX people probably don't. Although maybe a few do, Vanessa or someone. Uh, but people like me, yeah, it's like I have a real Super Nintendo, that's for sure. But it's kind of, it doesn't plug into my setup as well here. And then I have two different setups as well. So I have sort of my streaming and computer area over here. Right. I have real hardware in another place. And then I have like analog stuff on my big TV across the room. So, um, but yeah, like, like if I'm it's just a good way to quell my hardware collecting. Right. And if I'm just, if I'm just sitting there and I'm going to be sampling a bunch of stuff, then I, I feel like it's just a great simple way to do that. You can jump from game to game so quickly, like from platform to platform so quickly. Mm-hmm. And we've got really exciting things like X68000 coming that oh, all it's... of us have always wanted to play. But you know that's a rabbit hole when you start looking into it. Yeah. The side of things. So is that is that being pretty actively worked on it as well? What's so the X68000 is kind of interesting. It's a it's actually from a different dev kit. Um, a developer named Pooh and some others are working on it. Uh, originally on, I don't know if it was the DE0 or something, totally different FPGA dev kit. Now he has come over to Mr. to the dark side, and he <laughs> is going to bring his big update. Because, I mean, like his core is actually running games and stuff on the other dev kit, um, running Darius and stuff. And so that's being ported to Mr. That'll be the first big step. And then once it's on Mr., you can bring in Sorge and the other people to iron it out. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that once all this 486 stuff is done, maybe that's where they have their sites next. I don't really know. But yeah, that'll. Now that he's on the Mister, on board with Mister X68000 is going to be a really cool one. That's definitely going to be coming. Yeah, that's that's exciting. I love that. And the Mister platform is way the DE10 Nano is way more powerful than the one that he developed it on originally too. So it should open up more doors for that. Does it, does it become like overwhelming to kind of keep up with all this news? Yes. Or do you think that like a lot of people just they just come to you with the news? They basically say like, "Hey, do yes. you hear this is happening?" Yeah, I get my news from lots of different places, and yeah. it's really hard to keep up. Yeah. Uh, for a long time, I could kind of like it was the same situation with like other platforms too, when like MSU One became a thing for Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. 
it started out really exciting and then it grew and grew and grew. And then it was just so big that it was hard to even keep up with. And that's how Mister is too. That's why I'm a little – people think that I'm the ultimate authority on things. But I will usually actually pass you along to other people with certain – with a lot of questions because <laughs> it's, it's hard to be an expert on everything. Yeah. Copper Kid gave four ninety nine and asked, do you guys have any favorite ROM hacks? Um, I mean, I covered a lot of the ROM hacks that I enjoy, which is like a lot of people think of them as like boring ROM hacks. And the uh, the the useful ROM hacks video I did like a that's year a ago, video. I think now. But the uh, I really want to try. And that's out a very the... popular video, which is really cool for ROM hackers because they usually yeah. don't get much attention out on the big stage of things. Um, I haven't had a chance to try out the the Contra three um, uh, one that just came out. Uh, what should we call it? Uh, what is it? What's the trip called? The um, why can't I think of it? There was, like there's the Gradius one, and then there was. Uh, why can't I think of it? Because you're streaming. I know. Like your memory. The SA one. Yes. Yes. The SA one. Uh, there's a Contra Three oh. version. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, those. That's a good. That's an excellent choice. The SA One hacks by Victor Valela are the cream of the crop of ROM hacking. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned those in your video too, which I was really happy to see. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like taking out the four-cylinder Super Nintendo CPU <laughs> and putting in like a V12 in the Super Nintendo, like super totally totally stripped out the back end of these games and put in a way more powerful processor like twice as powerful as the super nintendo cpu and way more ram and uh yeah it just totally transforms those games and i usually point people towards uh the vanilla super mario world sa1 mm-hmm. and because even people who don't like rom hacks or anything i think you mentioned this too it's like, just try it, and then go back to the regular Super Mario World, and you'll notice all the slowdown that you didn't even really pay attention to yeah. until it's pointed out to you. And that's how it is with those SA, a lot of those SA1 games, except for, like, Gradius and the really bad offenders where it was right in your face. <laughs> yeah, I'd be on board for the SA1s and then anything that Pyron's done and yeah. anything that MyJet has done. Those are kind of my top hacks. I'll be doing... I'll, I'll be showing some new hacks and the uh, the video that I'm working on which is like an EverDrive update video. Nice. So I'll get to get into a little bit there again. I had an idea for an EverDrive video that's smaller in scale than my life in gaming videos. Mm-hmm. But I am going to be trying to do one eventually because I'm kind of the EverDrive guy. I don't really have any videos on them for the <laughs> most part outside of like SD2 SNES videos I've done. So I'm going to do my little take on them my spin on it i I actually i have had for over for almost for probably a year and a half i have a big script i've been working on about super mario world sa1 which will be a really cool video when i get around to doing it um david denuzio gave you five dollars and asks have you guys been following development on the sindon light gun seems like a cool solution but maybe not original but maybe not but may not be original hardware until developed more. I am unfamiliar with that. I have heard it about it on and off. Um, it's a light gun that works on HDMI TVs. Oh, right, and right. It's a big Kickstarter for it. And um, people have talked about 
when it's released, getting that to work with Mr. So um, I haven't followed it too closely. But I do like light guns. I do too. Mr. has some cool light gun implementations where you can use mice. So if you plug in a mouse and you turn on USB mouse in the GUI, you get crosshairs on any game. It works on uh, the Super Nintendo and the Genesis core right now. And they could bring it to any core. Yeah, and it does it in a really cool way that's like it's a native hardware overlay. So it's, it's pretty cool. I showed off that a little bit in my Super Nintendo Mr. Video. I played all the Super Scope games, and the Super Scope is such a giant pile of crap. <laughs> playing these games with a mouse, that Yoshi game especially, is really fun. Changes the whole game. Probably makes it a lot easier, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's playable. This is... This Joe like, or Jay... But, yeah, oh. this is beautiful. This is a really beautiful game. Uh, Jay Burner said, It's demoralizing to have collected all this old hardware, and then Mr. almost defeats the purpose of having got them. I mean, it's good to have options ultimately, though. I would... I mean, it's totally different things. You know, like, right. I, I'll sell some arcade boards because they're big and super expensive, and I, like... A lot of arcade games, like I got into because I got a good deal, not because I liked the game so much. I was just like, "Hey, it's fifteen bucks. It's yeah. broken. Why Sometimes not?" You just you just can't say no to it. Yeah, and that stuff I have no problem parting with. And the same with like game carts that I collected the same way. But I'm not gonna be selling, <laughs> you know, the games that are special to me or my Super Nintendos and stuff like that. Might be a good way to like, you know, like I have six six Dreamcasts and like eight or nine Saturns. If you were to get an FPGA version, I definitely don't need that many. <laughs> so it might be a good way to solve excess stuff, perhaps. But I think you're the same way. Like, we're not going to be selling Super Nintendos or anything. It doesn't make a Super Nintendo or a Genesis irrelevant. Right. It's just something else. And in a lot of ways, you might even look at it as a continuation of a Super Nintendo mm-hmm. or of the Genesis because it brings a lot more of this of these features that are implemented in a way as if they're in the actual hardware. You know, it's not like doing it with software tricks and stuff on a PC. It's a lot of these things are being coded in to the original hardware, the, sh- the scalers and things like that. And that mouse overlay I mentioned and stuff like that. Each core is full of things like that. And I talk about like MSX... Uh, hard drives and stuff like that, which are really hard to get going on a real MSX hardware, but it's really easy to just make virtual hard drives in Mr. And the same thing is going to happen with this DOS core. It's really tricky to get nice DOS setups that work. Right. You, you basically need three DOS computers if you're going to be talking about like the 80s until the 2000s, where Mr. can get it all in one setup and you'll just have different virtual hard drives for each computer that you want to boot, yep. basically. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's just so convenient. Especially like it, I mean, it's 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 a really tough situation, especially if you're just getting into stuff right now. Yeah, uh, the like prices, I, yeah, the availability, the number of mods you have to do can be overwhelming for some consoles. Exactly, and it's if 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 I was just getting into this stuff right now, I mean, this would be like the ultimate solution, and I think. 
you know, a lot of people say I'm just going to get a Raspberry Pi. I think that ultimately the Mister is a lot easier to deal with than a Raspberry Pi. I mean, yeah, a Pi, it's really easy to get going if you just want a one-size-fits-all thing. Yeah, because then it... if you, like, go online and you buy, like, or not buy, like, like download, like, a like a like like an SD card image, and you just, like, mm -hmm. install that image, I mean... That, yeah, then that, your Pi is just, it just does what it's, what's there, and it's ready to use. Right, but a and, lot of times that stuff that, that you get that you get always has, like, like some stupid decisions made yep. with it. Like, I, like, I do not, like, borders... I can just have like black around the screen <laughs> and a lot of them are like include the borders because I think that's like maybe what just like generally people want. Yeah. Uh, but I want to turn that stuff off and you can all, then you have to go out like into the settings and it gets, it's, it can be very easy to mess things up. Mm hmm. And something. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like I like RetroArch a lot on my Vita, mm -hmm. but I don't, I got so used to it on the Vita. I don't like it anywhere else. I don't like it on my computer. I don't like the menus on it, and I don't – even though on my computer I can do run ahead, which is nice. And uh, that's what's on a lot of the Pies are sort of those sort of setups. Nothing against them. And I'm sure if you got used to it on the Pi, maybe that's that's kind of how I'm the same way. Like I like the Vita version. You like the Pi version. Right. Something like that. But yeah, if you want to go in, like you're saying, and change settings and customize it later, Mr.'s – really actually very easy it's just to all do in the menu complex and it's, stuff yeah and you can just do it while you're in the game mm -hmm. Instead of having oh that. this is such a great looking game uh blade blur hey how's it going uh said gave you two dollars and said finally i have a 55 inch oled tv maybe <laughs> i'll buy a mister very nice you should uh there's another one a little bit up further i maybe one or two that Let's i missed see. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. For some reason, I thought there was two. Oh, yeah, there's oh. one more. Oh, yeah, yeah. there's Matt Smith. Gamerboy GU82 gave $5 oh. and said, Getting my Mr. FPGA and hooking up to a PVM via RGB has inspired me to see how see how high of quality I can get from real consoles via cables and mods. Yeah, that's the other side of things that uh, I don't know if you remember, but do you remember when flash carts first started, when EverDrives first started becoming big and everybody said, oh, finally the bubble's going to pop right. and all the prices are going to come down? And they said the same thing when uh, Darksoft's Neo Geo first came out. And uh, it doesn't work out that way. It actually it ramps up interest with people who weren't into it to begin with. And it leads to higher prices, weirdly enough. It's like building more roads and getting more traffic. Yeah, is the, the irony. Even and stuff I like think... like mini consoles, you know, mm -hmm. have like driven up yes. interest. Yeah, any of this is like viral exposure for the real hardware because the real hardware will always be the real deal, and that's never going to change. Whereas these other solutions, even Mister, it will transform through time and move on to different platform. You know, five, ten years or whatever. But the the Super Nintendo is always going to be Super Nintendo. And the price on the Super Nintendo will slowly go up forever, pretty much. Because the demand is going to increase and the supply is going to decrease. And consoles are going to break. Exactly. Uh, there's also a $5 donation from Matt Smith. It says, uh, heard, uh, heard of anyone working on a VR headset output to support stuff like 3DS or Virtual Boy? I haven't, but I'm all about cool gimmicks like that. <laughs> yeah. I love a Nintendo gimmick. <laughs> 3ds i love that the head tracking 3d 
I love my uh, virtual boy. I have a VR helmet here, even. <laughs> yeah, you're you're getting into pretty into to VR. You did that that VR stream with uh with uh, John Lineman. Yeah, I streamed with John. I did Half Life Alex, and he baby walked me through it because I'm not <laughs> much of a modern gamer. I have to admit that. And VR has gotten me back. It's the most modern platform I've had ever. I think I'm you almost always like one or two generations behind. And uh, that was really fun, actually. I also streamed um, Exorcist, uh, the Exorcist game with Joe from On the Stick. That was a lot of fun because he's like a horror fan, mm -hmm. horror film fan, and so am I kind of, although he's much more into it than me. And uh, this Exorcist game is based on Exorcist 3, and it's a real movie tie-in, and it's creepy and cool, and uh, that was really cool. And then I also streamed... Uh, VR shooting games with Lon, uh, Lon, oh. Lon TV. Mm -hmm. That was cool too. None of these, I'll tell you this, your viewers don't want to see you playing VR. <laughs> I learned that well, the hard way. I mean, I've done VR, like PS VR, where I'm like in, like sitting there, mm -hmm. you know, I did the, uh, like the Ace Combat mission, the oh, VR nice. missions, and I did some Resident Evil mm -hmm. uh, uh, 7. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not, they don't want to, people don't want to see me like move around like that. Like, I don't yeah. want to see me move around like that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, tra it didn't translate the way I thought it would <laughs> to streaming. Even with like really obsessing over it and had a really good setup and everything. It's still, no matter what, VR is always going to be the kind of thing where you have to be in there. You know, it's, it, it's not that, it's not, the people who are really good at streaming VR are uh, like on Twitch. They are really masters of like, miming and stuff while they're doing it and like yeah. getting really into it so if you're like a calm guy like us we don't we doesn't we don't flail our arms around and dance a lot on screen it, that's what vr is about yeah i play a little fx unit yuki amazing soundtrack in this game yeah that's a great game i think i played through this on a stream like a few years ago colin barons uh, gave five dollars and said, "Just wanted to celebrate that I just beat Super Metroid for the first time." Wow! Super NT, not, not Mister, but still FPGA. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, I mean, Super Metroid, all-time, all-time classic. Mm-hmm. Many you know, people I was would just say it's to... the best game of all time. So, a friend of mine just linked me to this really amazing. This really amazing analog synth album is a cover of all the music from the original Metroid. Yes, I and, know what you're talking about. And Reorchestrated Earth. No, what's it called? Um, Metroid. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I've used that in streams, too. You can use it. Oh, really? I mean, it YouTube. is, like, yeah. unbelievable. It is. It's fantastic. What is that called? It's like It's like the... Mm. Resynthesized. Okay. Right? Yes. It's like volume all... one. So there must be another one coming. Yeah. I mean, if you if people have not heard it, it is incredible. It just like it. It's atmospheric. It feels it like sounds you know, like it... that new Blade Runner movie. Yeah. It feels but, like it could be on that soundtrack. But almost. Uh, I mean, it, it sounds like if the the Blade Runner, the new one came out like immediately after the original. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
It's just it's it's pretty incredible. And uh, you know, I mean, I don't listen to like a, a ton of game music cover albums. I mean, I, I talked. Yeah, bit it's about rare it. to find one of that quality. Yeah, for sure. And usually, a lot of them are they, they they do the same sort of covers. Not not to like put everybody under the same umbrella, but there's a lot of like hard guitar version of X. Right. It's rare to see a total, yeah, resynthesizing of something like that. Yeah. On real analog synths and stuff. Like it's it's cool to see that kind of thing live, but it's that's not something I would listen to all that often. Uh, just on my own if I was driving in the car and stuff. I, I talked a little bit about it in our our 30-day game music challenge mm-hmm. video where, I mean, a lot of times I don't listen to game music that much outside of games. I mean, I, I do here and there. What do I got to do here? So, oh, I got to charge it. It's just, it's, I don't know. Like, I, I used to, I think, more than I do now, but I mean... Unless I usually have a really goal in mind when I'm listening to it. Like, I'm usually working on playlists when I'm listening to chiptunes and stuff. Right. And, uh, yeah, I got... When MSU1 became a thing, when it first came out, I got really into these soundtracks and stuff. And, like, within a year, I was out of it. It's And it wasn't just, like, it wore off. It was, like, I became not into orchestrated versions of chiptune music. Like, replacing it in games and stuff. Nothing against the people who do this, of course. Because if you've played a game a million times, sure, maybe you want a new Donkey Kong Country soundtrack. But man, the Donkey Kong Country soundtrack is great on the Super Nintendo. And what that pushed me to do, the MSU1 stuff, was really I started to appreciate the Super Nintendo chip sound uh, more than I did before. Mm -hmm. Uh, Games like um, Mega Man X... And yeah, all the Donkey Kong countries have fantastic music. Just so many great soundtracks on the Super Nintendo. And then you're replacing them with these sort of cliche uh, and overly emotional orchestration versions. Right. In a lot of cases, not in all cases. Right. But I mean, in in those situations, you know, it's, it's very difficult to top the original. And, yeah. You know, you gotta, you've got to do something really different for it to stand a chance i guess i do still think it's cool when they take like an arcade soundtrack and they'll put it in a game that's kind of cool mm-hmm. although i almost always even in those cases i still just like if i want to play the arcade game then i want then i get the arcade soundtrack if i want to play super nintendo and the super nintendo soundtrack right um, someone a long time ago someone was asking for dracula x round of blood but i feel like that's such a typical Game on oh hey, uh, Porkchop Express is here, Mister Add-ons, oh. and they were, they were talking about a portable Mister. Oh and okay. Porkchop has sort of been working behind the scenes. I streamed with him when he uh, first had this idea mm-hmm. of a portable handheld Mister that was really cool. That I think uh, he's been getting into other things, like he's working on a really cool machined aluminum case. I don't know if you've seen pictures of that for Mister. Yes. Yeah. I mean. I, I like my green case, but I I love that that official case. I might have to upgrade it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Vanessa's here. Vanessa said, but then there is MIDI. And I'm getting into MIDI lately. I never had a thing for MIDI. <laughs> and then I started listening to uh, Vanessa. It was probably the reason I did it. Real hardware captures of MIDI equipment. 
and I started really digging this stuff for PC games. Mm-hmm. Did you get one of those floppy that plays the uh, like well, the? Floppy I do disc? have one. I have that. I have a. I've had that for a while though. A Roland. Uh, what is that thing called here? Uh, it was. I think oh, it was Chris from M- Classic Gaming Quarterly is the first one to like expose me to those things. And like, I think that Techmoan did a video on it recently, so they've got all gone up in price quite a bit. Yeah, that's the problem with all MIDI stuff. Like, once somebody does a video on it, then all of a sudden it's out of your uh, price range. Right. A lot of the MIDI stuff is ridiculous now. I wonder if I can switch to my second camera here and show that off. Let me I try mean, that. And I remember in grade school, I mean, like, like 7th, 8th, ninth grade, I remember downloading MIDIs. remember downloading Smashing Pumpkins MIDIs. <laughs> I remember that too. I had some of those for my ringtones and stuff. And it sounded, it's, I mean, it sounded so cool. Yeah. You know, just like in a different way, you know, if you had a certain sound card, you could get it to sound really, really good. Like it was like an orchestra was playing it. Mm hmm. I'm showing off now. uh, I showed off my Roland MT90S that has the, 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 um, Oh, floppy disk drive and oh, then i've got a stack of midi interfaces here in front of me hang on I'm not, I'm not seeing i'm not seeing anything i'm just seeing your your logo oh why isn't that switching oh let's see oh there we go okay uh, oh cool there we go i can switch cameras in skype <laughs> there's the mt90s back right, there right and i've got some rolling speakers for my computer you can see my uh, cable monster back there there's my <laughs> mister and uh, what's cool about these interfaces is uh, they're for like com- uh, music composers and for DOS gaming and stuff. But actually, with a USB interface, they work in Mister. Like, really? As if they're real hardware. Yes. Wow. And uh, I tested out some games already, and uh, there's, yeah, the interface is real hardware with Mister, which is cool because they're very expensive and um, they. Basically, once you plug in the uh, USB, it's like they just think they're connected to a real computer. That's amazing. That, that's that's super cool. Mm-hmm. We really quick, will you look up on on eBay what, how much one of those the the Roland players go for these days? Yes. See, I didn't even know those things existed, and I should have bought one when Chris told me about it. His uh, some big channel is making a video on them right as we speak because I saw them tweet about this about a month ago, like uh, Lazy Game Reviews or someone. So it might be a good time to get one of these if they're still... Let me see how much they cost. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. $200? Yeah. There's one that's an auction for 60 Yeah, but... I mean, that means it's going to be more than that. Yeah, I think I paid like 80 or $90 ship for mine when I got it. Um, I actually, that that one is, you know what? If you want to play MIDI music, just talk to Vanessa and she can walk you through getting a cheap USB interface for Mr. and just uh, a MIDI interface of some kind. And that would be way better than the MT90S for even for playing music and stuff. And it, you can plug it into Windows too with these uh, USB interfaces. So right. I was I I recorded a whole bunch of MIDI off real hardware through Windows the other day just using that same interface. Huh. I mean, that's 
I yes, it's you don't funny. want to go that deep. No, I I do. I do. I mean, it's I never thought it'd be something that I would be all that nostalgic about, but just like hearing hearing people talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'll say this: that MIDI from these things sounds way better than like elevator music that you might be thinking of. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, I think that people have the wrong idea. Like we're thinking. I had the wrong idea for a long time. Yeah. But I mean, even the stuff that we heard when we were in grade school, that you know, the Smashing Pumpkins stuff that we would download. I mean, that stuff sounded like really good, and it was. Yeah. And you know, you think about uh, what is it, GameMusic.com? So as is still around and they had the the middies mm-hmm. I, i'm pretty sure that site is still there and it hasn't been been updated in 20 years like yeah, i mean probably. not updated but i mean mm-hmm. like the design Renovated. has not changed but i wonder if i wonder if new stuff even gets posted on there that would be super interesting if that was the case yeah and uh, MIDI for this DOS core, because, you know, like DOS, you'll either have like Sound Blaster sound or you can do uh, MIDI sound on a lot of games. And the MIDI sound is like incredible uh, for these DOS games. And uh, you should get, if you ever do want to dive in, like, yeah, talk to Vanessa about it because she, she walked me through. She's uh, like a big collector. First, yeah, she has a huge stack and she's very knowledgeable. But she walked me through. I didn't really understand how MIDI worked, <laughs> even after a lot of reading online. And she just kind of like made it very simple for me to understand. But um, yeah, I bought these uh, interfaces here, and I recapped them as well. And one of uh, two of the three were sold as not working, and they just needed a recap. Either that, or um, I also resoldered the MIDI inputs on a couple of them that were jiggly. I guess that's the way to do it. You know, that's, you know, just buy things that are broken and fix it. Yes. The, like, worst case scenario is you can't fix it and you just sell it for the same price you paid, pretty much. Because if you paid it, someone else will pay it. That's my theory. Ace is in here talking about uh, he still prefers OPL3 FM sound. And uh, that you can uh, get in Mr. 2. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we didn't really talk about this. This is one of the cooler new things. Just like you you have the uh, the different scaling filters, but there's like the, the audio filters are new. There's, there hasn't been really anything done with them that much yet, it seems like. But the audio filters, you can apply different audio filters, you know, uh, for like different hardware revisions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Artemio has been working mm-hmm. on that. And in this core... Uh... David Shadoff, an old-time, old-school, I mean, uh, PC Engine big guru, mm-hmm. uh, has been working really closely with the Mr. People. And really, this core, uh, I don't know, I haven't, I don't know if people have talked about this very much, but when the uh, PC Engine CD dropped for Mr., the entire heart of the PC Engine core got a cycle-accurate replacement. And so... After that, like a million issues were solved, and uh, all of a sudden you've got this super accurate, the most accurate way to ever play PC Engine outside of real hardware is Mister, and uh, that's coming from the people who worked on the software emulators for ten or fifteen or twenty years uh, for the PC Engine, which is cool. Uh, Gaming Blows gave two dollars and said, "Smoke, what's your involvement with analog?" And I just do. Uh, I'm not really involved with them, but I do 
I post the jail the jailbreaks come out through me from the jailbreaker and I put them on the I run the GitHub page along with Frederick Mahi, my buddy, who helps me with the uh Everdrive pack stuff. So unofficial. There hasn't been any firmware updates for either. Not system. for a while. For a while, yeah. Yeah, not for a while. A lot of people are asking like what's gonna happen with the uh with the, the NT mini version two and i'm i'm of the the thought that there's like i don't think that there's going to be that they will have spent all that time and effort to make like this new version and not release it in another way but that's just that's just my guess i think that there there might be like a like a smaller revision of it or something yeah who knows yeah they did re totally revamp the nt mini for uh, the same Cyclone 5 that's in the Super NT and Mega SG. And so that's why it got, like, all these new features and all the same features that you've got, like, on the Super NT and stuff, which is cool. Oh, whoops. Did uh, – let me scroll back up. Oh, Uggs said uh, – Uggs gave $5 and said, thanks for the continued content and thanks for talking to me about the missed books way back, even if I did – pronounce Denis wrong. <laughs> as, oh, as he might be talking about try, maybe. Or or you. I don't know. No, uh, I don't know. I do you get, you're doing something with Mist. Or no, you did the Mist video a while ago. Yeah. Right? With and the, uh, somebody else developer. Right, right. That was that was like one of our first documentary things. That might have been the first documentary thing that we did. Uh but no there's somebody's working on a full missed documentary movie and we they, it's on kickstarter and they contacted us and i think several other people today and we just like we just retweeted it um i don't know if they had seen our video but we did send them or try send them the video that he did like four years ago or something like that which was that's like, another one that you can play uh, on mister pretty soon i suppose is that xp i can't remember no, I think was I it Windows like ninety five. It's. I mean, I feel like yeah, it must it's, have been ninety five. It's got to be right. ninety five. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's got to be. Because yeah. I mean, that was one of the first uh, CD ROMs. I feel like it was like Windows three point one, like before that. I mean, it that, that in yeah. the in seventh guess are the two uh, CD ROM games I always think of. Okay, Pork Chop Express, Mr. Add-ons is saying Windows 95. Oh, and then someone else said Mr. Add-on 3.1. So it probably ran on both of them, I bet. Like there were some games like uh, SimCity. That's something I'm excited about is to play SimCity Classic on Windows 95 on Mr. Because <laughs> I've been playing the DOS version forever, and I totally forgot that there was a different version of it on Windows that was the same game but way better scrolling and everything, a bigger window, better graphics. So I'm going to be jumping into that. That's I played Mist. You played Mist back in the day, right? Uh, I had a friend who had it, but I, yeah, I did not. I, I mean, I like it. and I, I liked I, it then, and yeah. I've heard that it doesn't hold up, but I haven't played it for since then, you know, since way back then. The, the, the thing I like about it, and it's something that, that Rand Miller says in the, in the documentary video that, that Try did, where he talks about writing stuff down from the game and like bringing it into the real world to figure it out. You know, it's just not, it's not, 
it, that, mm-hmm. at that point it goes from like being a game to something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I talked to Chris about Mist at one point. I think it was talking to Chris Classic Gaming Quarterly, mm-hmm. and he pointed out that Mist, because we didn't know how computers worked at that age. And to see the graphics like that and to think that that was going on, you know, whatever, the computer was producing that quality of graphics. It was mind-blowing, you know, back then. And it really did feel huge and everything. It felt huge. And not only that, but just, like, the design of it, just the the, the look of it. Yeah, and uh, the look and the sound, yeah. Was was so good. I mean, it didn't didn't feel like CG graphics. It felt like – it felt real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like like this alien – Real alien world. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun stuff to jump to dig into uh, the CD-ROM games because that whole era had all of those really like mystical feeling games like that. Yeah. Uh, Tie Fighter, X-Wing. Those yeah. games were really big. Wing Commander. They just felt so incredible back then, and I didn't have those. Like you said, those were friends, friends' computers. Played those games. Like my computer didn't play those games. Right. Not until way later when I was already out of that era of games. You know, some City 2000 era was when I first sort of got a computer with the CD ROM and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I would have been in, I guess, when I got mine. It was a, it was a Packard Bell. Mm hmm. That's what we had too. <laughs> and I, I was probably in 10th grade. When I, when I finally got a computer. And it's just because it was my dad's old computer and he was getting a new one. Exact same situation for me. We I was always one step behind because our computer was like, my dad liked to have a nice computer at his veterinary clinic. Mm-hmm. And when he got a new computer, the old one came home to me. Oh, and I so see. that's when I would get the Packard Bell or whatever. And, oh, Vanessa's talking about Descent. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. MechWarrior games, MechWarrior 2, Dark Forces. These are games that are hard to play nowadays, and to me personally, like DOSBox is not the experience that I want out of a DOS game. I tried it for years. I played some SimCity 2000 on it and stuff like that. Uh, maybe Command and Conquer, a few others, and I just didn't. You know, it's like it's just not. I didn't get into it. Right. So all these ones that are on like GOG.com, they're all they all running in DOSBox. No. Uh. Oh yeah. Some of them are tailored specifically for DOSBox. Um, there's ExoDOS games, which are similar to like GOG games. They're like one folder with the whole game in it usually, or with the, the image. Uh, those ExoDOS games are great for real hardware and for Mister. So those make it really easy to install old games. So if you're looking for games on Mister, try to find first the ExoDOS, because those seem to just be plug and play for the most part. Of course, you've got to tweak settings sometimes. But yeah, then there are a lot of games that are most stuff that people have been playing for the last since DOSBox came out have special settings for DOSBox in them and they're all set up for it. And those aren't always ideal for Mr. Although a lot of the times they work too. I see someone's mentioning the, the scum VM and I haven't, I haven't played too much of the scum VM on here. I should try to, I should grab my keyboard and do it. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, it's, it's that's it's, totally different right so that's running from as if like it's like, it's like mr has the arm side in addition to the fpga side mr has sort of a raspberry pi side to it where a lot of uh 
things are being fed to the FPGA side. So CD data and stuff like that are transferred from that side. And uh, ScumVM is software emulation of originally mostly Sierra games, but then it spread out to all sorts of stuff. Um, oh, I don't have did that not work? On here. It's just, it's, yeah, I'm, it's just saying uh, error loading. Maybe I don't have any games on here. I just, I just, I, what I want to try is that apparently John Lineman was telling me how awesome uh, the Beavis and Butthead yes. VM game is. Like it's, yeah. I guess it, it is. And virtual stupidity. Yeah. That it's this huge it like hidden yep. gem that is amazing. Yes. And uh, I guess it, it got, it got, a, it got a PS1 release in Japan, but they, for some reason they like trans, like they dubbed all the voices in Japanese, which is, is, is a funny idea. At the mm-hmm. same time, but I, he, he was, he was, yes, that's about... a great game. I watched Owl Anonymous play that and it's freaking hilarious. It's brilliant. That game <laughs> still it is. And it's on Scumbium. Yeah. And, and considering that the, the console, uh, Beavis and Butthead games aren't that great. Mm-hmm. Him saying this is basically just like a, it's like a whole episode of a show. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. I'm saying, can I try uh, Super Game Boy? Yep. Uh, Super Game Boy is oh, sort of Game Boy. The Game Boy Core doesn't actually do Super Game Boy or Super Nintendo or whatever, but the Game Boy Core has sort of Super Game Boy functionality built into it. If I turn the Super Game Boy on, I can. Oh, maybe it does have Super Game Boy now. Did I totally miss that update? <laughs> I said, just if I just hit this, the Super Game Boy system, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, or I can choose that. But it has Super Game Boy. But if I maybe if I play I'll be. a, let's see what I got here. And Super Game Boy Enhanced. Um, it's being weird. But let's see what happens. Jay Borner is mentioning the Blade Runner uh, PC game is on uh, GOG finally. Man, that's a game I, wa- I really wanted to check out. And then I looked at the system requirements for it. It's a very beefy game. Like, it's going to be a while before we can play that on Mr. I couldn't believe the specs that it requires. That's There's a lot going on in that game, I guess. Uh, Donkey Kong, okay. Donkey Kong is a good start. I was just... I know that's what yeah. I wanted. Let's see what happens here. I don't know what to expect. I don't either. I didn't even know that yeah. Super Game Boy was a thing. Well, there it is. I'll be. Isn't that something? Wow, yeah. Hm. How did I not know about this? Very cool. Uh, I mean, so people are saying, you know, you can play ScumVM stuff it's better to play it on the PC, but you can use a, I use one of those Logitech uh, keyboards with the, with the trackpad built into it. You can play scum VM stuff, just like holding like that big keyboard, like a, like a controller almost. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your computer's way more powerful than Mr. For scum VM for sure. But like Mr. Is very, we've got it plugged in. <laughs> so, you know, and it works uh, for RGB output too. Because when I was testing it, when it first came out, I was playing it on my PVMs here. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. Is I'm, I have the... I'm both at the same time. I have it on... My monitor up top. And uh, 
on my PVM at the same time. Mm-hmm. This is such a great game. Yeah. Yeah, it really shows off the Super Game Boy stuff. It just, I mean, when it came out, it was, I, I remember seeing reviews for it. I was getting these huge, like these great reviews. And I'm like, well, how can it possibly be deserving that? But I just didn't, I didn't understand. I mean, I didn't, I didn't play it until the, the virtual console release of it on, uh, on the 3DS. Got my Super Game Boy right here. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, don't you you have did you put like the uh, the internals for the the two and the one or something like that? I didn't do that. I saw that that was a thing and I was looking into it, but I never got around to it. That would be cool. Uh, Qwerty Moto, I think, is the one who came up with that mod. Basically, you can transform your Super Game Boy One into a Super Game Boy Two. I just had this out for a video the other day when it dropped on the SD2 SNES or FX Pack. As I've completely forgot that it's called that for several videos now <laughs> yeah Oops. i mean it's 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 a tough habit to break i, I don't know articles i wrote too love the the name fx pack in the first place uh, no i don't either but it's a copyright thing i guess yeah i mean there's something cool about the the word pack because i always think of like game packs that's what with Nintendo with mm -hmm. all the cartridges and stuff. And there's something cool yeah. about that. But just in, in general. It doesn't roll off the tongue. No. And we got very used to thinking of like SD2 SNES as the creme de la creme of gaming right. flashcards. And even even still now, uh, I'm going to talk about this. I talk about this a little bit in my video about how, I mean, the only reason it exists basically is because, uh, because some, of the, some of the parts we're end of life and yeah and if you're if you're gonna if you're forced to make us like use these new parts then you might as well give it more power or it just like inherently comes along with it yes and, and that's the part of the picture a lot of people because people I did, I did some videos on the sd2 snes pro with akari when it first came out and people totally missed that side of things it's like you can't keep making the original sd2 snes because the parts for it are more expensive than the better parts you know, that he could put on the pro. And so it wasn't so much about like, oh, we're going to, you know, here's the new version. It was more like, well, we can't make the old version anymore, so you might as well. Right. Like you're saying. And most of these updates that have even happened are because of situations like that. Mm-hmm. And Super Game Boy support was pretty cool in that originally it was thought that that was going to be just a pro feature, but it apparently works perfectly fine on both of them. Yeah, exactly. Just and cool. Like as it is right now, there's nothing that is even that the pro can do that the uh, the original can't. I mm -hmm. don't think. Yeah, and that's why. And people, lots of people are complaining. They're like, "I got this D2 SNES because they said it's never gonna be, you know, it's gonna be the one forever." And and it's like, but it still works. It's still supported. It still gets updates, and it still is the one forever. So yeah, to me, like it still fulfills that promise. Uh, let's see. Oh, Vanessa asked something. Did either of you mention the possibilities of Mr. and the new OSSC Pro yet? Sorry, Bennett, working on break. No, because I, I really haven't heard much about the OSSC Pro yeah, since it was been, first announced. Right. There hasn't been any 
any news on it in a while now. I mean, it could, it, as far as we know, it could be like two years off still. Yeah. It sounds like it because the, the cost of the FPGA is kind of expensive. You and I both talked to Marcus at RetroCreate, mm -hmm. and he wasn't talking about S uh, OSSC Pro then. He was talking about this secret project that he had right? that he couldn't name. So I got some details ahead of time then, but nothing specifically that could be pointed to OSSC Pro at that time. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for it, obviously, but I mean, it, 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 could, be a, it could be a ways off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Q64 said there have been some updates about the OSSC Pro on the Shmups forums. Oh, okay. I I do not go to Shmup forums as much as I should. I mean, I really. Just I get depends. directed there through like retro RGB articles occasionally, but right. that's it. I mean, it's it's tough. It is it is very tough to like keep on top of everything as 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 much as you can. I don't know how Bob does it. And he remembers everything, too. That's my other problem is, like, I forget things that I've written articles on and done videos on. Yeah. Bob, Bob seems to remember all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's impressive. And there's certain things that I retain. It's it's not so much, like, remembering it that's the problem for me. It's that it's just, like, getting to, like, seeing all the news in the first place. And that's mm -hmm. why, I like, the Bob's videos are so good, especially for anybody who is trying to stay on top of stuff like that. Yeah. ABO hiccups asks, do you have windows 98 on Mr? Yes. Windows 98 is up and running and it, it runs well. 95 runs better right now. And the ultimate, I guess is windows 98 light, which is like windows 98, but with, uh, you kind of roll it yourself and it's like built on the windows 95 framework or something. But Windows 98 will be no bit, no problem at all when they're done with all these updates and stuff, which is cool. So there's been no like public update for the no the 486. I, I no, installed it a while testing. back, but yeah, no, that's just the the public one is very old, and it actually like I I tested some really old games on it, and it's it is like a 12 megahertz computer. So like Chuck Yeager's Air Combat works on it, uh, Castles works on it really old stuff like that but you're not gonna you know the new core will be it's already three or four times more powerful than it was and it's probably actually way more powerful than that it's just that the way that it's measured is um, not showing how powerful it is basically so it's like a hundred megahertz computer with a super fast graphics card and um but because of the way that the cycle clock, the clock cycle works, it's it's gonna measure more like a thirty megahertz computer, basically. And there's a chance that they can get it down to one cycle on the Mister for one cycle on the four eighty six, which will make it a one uh, one hundred megahertz computer with a really nice graphics card, basically. Which will be sweet because 66 megahertz to me is the sweet spot for every game basically that I want to play. Mm -hmm. And so 100 is just like the icing on the cake. That'll get you the Blade Runner and some other stuff like that that you want to try. I wonder if the, the third Monkey Island game. Cause that, uh, that one is kind of an interesting situation. I remember Troy telling me about how he wanted to play the third Monkey Island. But there's one puzzle that is dictated by the speed of your CPU. 
and oh. if you can't play it on any like newer systems mm-hmm. because it just like goes so fast. <laughs> yeah, that you you'll probably be able to deal with that with Mister. Because you'll probably in the final release of this will have control over like the L1 and the L2 cache, mm-hmm. and for stuff like that, we'll be able to effectively slow down the CPU by uh, like disabling those, which is what you do on a real computer. That's why I picked out the specific motherboard I did, is because it basically lets me run anywhere from like 40 megahertz up to t- like 350-ish by changing BIOS settings, which is cool. So it does a really good job at like 89 to 98, 1989 to 98 games. And Mr. should be the same way when it's done. So we should have control over that. But at the same time, like DOS is such a mess in terms of there's no standard and there were thousands of like hardware configurations that you'll never have something probably that's like, just like it's hard to build even a real computer it's impossible to build a real computer that's like perfect for everything. Right. You've got to have different configs going and different hard drives. My retro PC build is going to have two SATA ports on the front. Then I'm going to have two different SSDs, one for Windows 98 and one for DOS. And I'm just going to switch <laughs> between them. And Mr. will be the same way, except it'll be virtual hard drives. Ah. Uh, speaking of SS- SSDs, have you had a chance to try out the mode yet? Did you get a mode? Uh, I have one coming. I haven't tested it yet, though. I just watched Bob's video on it today, though. Oh, I didn't realize that that came out today. It's not. It's for patrons only. Oh, I see. Okay. And it's got me excited. I'm actually building right now. Do you you know Keem, right? You're friends with Keem, aren't you? Keemstar. Uh, I mean, I, I, have talked. You to know, him. like he's been. He's come to the stream. He's like DM'd a couple of times about certain things. Uh, mm-hmm. but I mean, I mean, he's stopped in here a couple of times. During the stream, I'm sort but... of, yeah, I'm sort of friends with him the same way. I'm building him the ultimate Dreamcast right now oh, for really? his mode, and so I've got a ton of parts coming in over the next week, and then I'm going to pass that on to uh, Jose Cruz, mm-hmm. uh, Jose. Sorry, I always say Jose like he's Brazilian, <laughs> and he's going to do the DC HDMI. Oh, cool. Yeah, speaking uh, speaking of DC HDMI. I sent a uh, PS PS one off to to Dan, who's going to put a, the the PS one digital in it. Oh, awesome! Looking forward to that. And everything that's happening with the X station is is pretty exciting too. I wonder yeah. like, when we're going to get more information on it. Voltar is that what Voltar is doing a video? Yeah, on I mean, right I now? saw his his uh, his tweet saying he was going to do he's doing a video on it. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be cool. But I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, PS One. It's weird because I didn't have one, mm-hmm. and uh, so I played it at friends' houses and stuff. And I missed—I I don't think I ever played a single 2D game for it. And then just years ago, when I finally got a PS One, you know, ten years ago, a little more, I f- finally started looking at the PS One library and appreciating like how incredible it is. Yeah, it's—it's. I—I I never thought I would be nostalgic about the library and the system. But I've it's I've definitely become. It's so much more like a Saturn to me now than yeah I thought of it before. Have you actually? So there's that Bedrooms to Billions has their new uh, documentary coming out soon. PlayStation Revolution. Have Have you had a chance to check that out? Hmm. 
Uh, is that's not the one that you had talked about? That your some some of your footage is in it, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it is. One of my, some of my arcade boards are in there. They wanted to use the pictures. That's cool. That's not why I love it. It really is a great documentary. Mm -hmm. You will love it. And I tried to tell Chris about it too. That he'll love it because it's very. It's not just PS One. It's that whole era. Right. And then even at the end of the video, for like the last forty-five minutes, it's like PS Two and PS Three. Even. It's really good. And it is very much like one of his launch videos. Oh, really? The, the style to the whole thing, yes. Except that it's like, you know, feature length. It's as long as the Titanic. <laughs> I'm going to have to I'll have to check it out. You said it's, it's coming out pretty soon? Yeah, they did a Kickstarter oh, like four oh. years ago, and that's where I saw it. They gave digital copies out, but it never got an official like blue release or anything. Mm -hmm. That's coming out in a... I think in the next month it's coming out officially. And maybe it'll be on streaming services too, they were saying. That would be cool. It should be. Hmm. That's I do wanna do wanna see it. And there's 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 something about that time period. Like I just It's 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 different for me because I guess I was just like a different age than a lot of people that are probably nostalgic about that time period, but I mean like PS One mm -hmm. came out in ninety five, I would have been I was seventeen. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I mean it might seem like a little bit older. I was like sixteen, seventeen when, when it came out. Just about. Mm -hmm. so it was interesting the most interesting thing to me was the way the different ways that the PlayStation was marketed and developed compared to everything before it. That was really the cool stuff to me. Because that's the stuff that I you don't see really, you know, as a mm -hmm. just as someone playing the game. People who read a lot about gaming history probably know about all that stuff like you. But um, just seeing how it was designed, I mean, it all makes sense now. The reason why it smashed everything the way it did, because it was the, you know, Sega and Nintendo were following these older, you would say, I would say outdated models and very restrictive models where PlayStation came along and it was marketing to college kids and it was being really open to developers and things. It was pretty cool. And it was very powerful too. You're doing pretty good. What level are you on here? Uh, I think this is one five. I'm not, I'm not doing very good. I just always assume Donkey Kong games are really hard. I mean, it's, this is really interesting. It's it's a really interesting game. It gets pretty complicated later on, but it's such a gradual build. I mean, the the game is it's it's pretty long. It's a pretty long game. I've never given this game the attention it you deserves. Should, you really, really should. I mean, it is it is definitely something special. Nice. Uh, let's see. Anything else that people want to see? Let's let's see if I know that. What other Super Game Boy? See, I did a Super Game Boy video, and then people commented on it, like, "Oh, you should have shown all of these different games that really take advantage of it." Yeah, it's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I don't, I do not know. I mean, I can't. I can boot up Windows if you want me to, though. I installed it before. Uh, it might not be. No, I probably wouldn't want to see that i know it, does. <laughs> it it won't show the core the way that it should be yeah shown off um didn't you say that the the msx core was was getting yes, an msx 
Oh, yeah, boot up MSX, because the first time you played it, I was on stream with you, and that was before right. uh, this new virtual hard drive came out, which you, I think you have. I'm hoping that I do. I think that I put it on here. And so I always thought the MSX core itself was, like, broken and in need of all of this attention, but it was actually our hard drive that we were using wasn't really tweaked. Yes, you're on the new one. So you can hit F1. Or, I'm just going to make them uh, F2. F2? Yeah. Okay. And, uh... and uh, so these will basically load up 100 times faster than before, and everything in this has been tested. So I just go to Mount VHD? Oh, wait. Uh, you already you can hit B to get out of here. Or, um, the, oh, wait, let's it, see. Hang on, maybe it's this I need to hit. Because it's in the actual M MSX core where you want to hit F2. This one is, uh, oh, function F2. So I, is this what I wanted? Sofa run? Yes, yeah, so, sofa run, yes. Okay. I'm a few, a few seconds behind you here. It's sofa king great, the sofa run that you've got now. Uh, oh, the I game, see. You'll, you'll see. But like all of these games now are tested and not working. Like, Whereas the 90% of what I had before was broken, and then it took 10 hours to load everything. Right. So I have all these, like, like was it trojka.bat? Here. Uh, go to a drive maybe. Oh, I just hit up. Oh, if I go up, some I have like looks like I have like ease one and two, snatcher. Yes, yeah. Can I keep on if I hit a drive? What happens? Let's see here. Uh, a drive doesn't do anything. It doesn't look like. Wait, it. yeah, go into like. Or if I hit, if I can go up another one maybe. I've got a delay here, so I'm not seeing where you're at. So there's discs, HDD, ROMs, VGM. Um, let's see. Which one is it? Try ROMs. I haven't been in here for months MSX now. One and two. Do two. Yeah, yeah. And then they're separated by MSX revisions. Oh, I see. And then there's like A through Z in here. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I, people are asking about Metal Gear. Let's just do. Oh, oh, I see that. Oh, so there's like an English. There's a translated version of it. I wonder if yes. this is the version, like the translation that's like taken from. Uh, yeah, all of the special. There's like subsistence uh, fan upgraded versions of all of these games that will all be in here mixed in that are really great if you see those. Oh, wow. So I can translations. do all kinds of stuff here. The Snatcher um, translation project, what's it called? Melancholia or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Let's see what happens. I don't have any buttons yep. assigned, so let's see. If... Yeah, this is a lot faster. Yes. And eventually, we're even going to have long file name support added into Sofaron specifically for Mister, so you'll be able to see the full names. Uh... When you're scrolling there, it'll be really nice. Yeah, if people don't know, MSX is kind of a tricky system to yes. get up, to, up and running this way. Yeah. And so what's cool about the MSX core, um, so the MSX1 became the MSX2, and then there was this officially licensed FPGA version called the MSX3 or the one chip MSX, mm -hmm. which was like a virtual version of the MSX 
that could run every MSX version. And that was actually licensed by Microsoft or whoever originally back. It was one of the earliest FPGA uh, consoles. It was. It looks like a little Super NT, except it's uh, transparent. It's really cool. And uh, that came and went, and then it was open sourced. And that one-chip project became what's in Mister. And so Mister is the evolution of it with tons of upgrades and all this tweaking and stuff now. So it's a very old core. So is is this translation based on the official one, I wonder? I'm not sure. It might be just copy and paste it in. Because I know that the version on the um, on the subsistence has a kind of a, like the font is kind of awful. This is, this is much more enjoyable looking at it like mm-hmm. this. But yeah, I mean, this is, it's a cool way to get into the MSX because, I mean, MSX is, it's kind of a beast to get into and it's just finding like the the right version that you want and then the games are super expensive. Mm -hmm. Oh, Artemio's here and he said it looks like Takamichi's translation. Oh, I see. So it's not the, I'm not sure if that one was used for the. The official release or not. And then Vanessa said Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence had a translated version. Right. Yeah. Is that, that's the one you're talking about. Yeah. And it, it's also on the HD collection. It came out on like PS3 and everything. Oh. So how do I change games if I'm in here? I mean, I'm... Oh, uh, there is a key for that. It's not like F2 again, is it? I'm not sure... Maybe print screen? Does that do it? Or escape? Uh, you might have to restart the core, actually. I might be confusing with Amiga or something. Someone maybe can mention in the chat if they know. Al Anonymous, if he's still around, is very familiar with this core. Oh, there's Ace, a, yeah. oh, Ace asked if SCC audio is working. I can't tell. It does work, but there's like to get it enabled, you need to do a few things. I think I did that in a stream. Uh, there's a two dollar donation from I was here saying uh, Mist was th- was Windows three point one. Love your content. Thank you. Thank you. I remember going it's... over to my friend's house and him having missed and being blown away by the the starting area, and then we couldn't figure out what to do. <laughs> and I don't think we ever. I I didn't ever play it again. Uh, well, he had it. Um... Are you just trying to get to the menu right now? Yeah, I was just seeing if there's a way to do it. Oh. I was, or I was kind of waiting for see if mm-hmm. anybody said anything about it. Uh, it might not be possible. You might have to actually reboot it. I mean, uh, reset the core, whatever. That's all right. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, my friend's brother had a really nice computer, and that's where I saw DOS games when they were new, or Windows games when they were new, CD-ROM games, like Myst and... Speaking of Amiga, let's, I'll boot it up. I haven't used this in a while either. Oh, you'll see the new uh, hard drive for it too. Oh, yeah. Totally revamped. Yes, you'll like this. That uh, mini MIG was based on the work that's been going on for like 20 years by Vampire, Vampire MSX, I should have mentioned. 
So this is so it's based on his research. I think this is the same thing I've seen right here. Or is this a different? Oh, you don't have the new VHD. Okay, there's a new one that's um, totally different. I'll have to get that to you. Yeah, this is the same one as before, which is still very sweet. Did I show you the trick to get to the letters to come up? Just go to the top of the screen and keep hitting up on your controller. If you scroll all the way to the top of the list, oh, if you need to, and it'll bring up the letters, which makes it a lot easier to scroll. Altered Beast Amiga. <laughs> yeah, I've never played it. I I, I, I've seen it at a store before. I remember the, like the box art for it. Maybe cool. it's... Uh, I'm impressed with Amiga getting, like, a lot of DOS games, earlier ones, the Amiga version's, like, way better. That's what I like about it. So even, like, the Castles game, both of the Castles are way better on Amiga. DuckTales Quest for Gold, one of my favorites, is way better on Amiga. There's a bunch of games like that. There's a really good SimCity. Oh, this is a... It's an up, it's an up for jump game. I mean, I guess that's how most <laughs> oh, no. Amiga games are. You can map that. Right, yeah, yeah, Easter. I've done that. I had to it's do that nice. with Turrican on here. I was playing here on here before. I, so what I, is this based on the arcade game, do you think? Or yeah. the Genesis? Yeah. No, this is definitely based on the arcade. It had the eye at the title screen and that's only in the Okay. In the arcade version. That's what see, I mean, stuff like this. Oh, it doesn't even have the transformation scene. It just he just goes right to he just yeah. Just goes right right to him. I can't. Oh, do I have it? Oh, okay. I guess I just have the. I might have the buttons all jacked up. Pepe Momax gave you 99 cents. Well, thank you. No comment. It's because I, I'm playing Altered Beast. Everyone loves Altered Beast. Actually, How I can think you not? The only, <laughs> only, only, only me and uh, and Joe Edifer like Altered Beast. I think. Is that Sega 16? Yes, I, I, that is like that's one of the ones I'm excited about. Yeah, that'll be cool. I've seen some deals come up on that through time, and I always missed out on them. Really, I mean, so that's that'd be nice to have. I really want a, a Sega 16. I mean, just I just want to get boards of. It. I want to get a, get a Shinobi board. I want to get an Altered Beast and a Golden Axe. I mean, I don't mm. know how much Altered Beast goes for if it's even all that. It's not very expensive, no. When I've seen it come up, but it, things like sell instantly where I'm looking. Yeah. If you're not online, right when they come up at like KLOV, Arcade Museum is where I used to pick up all my stuff. You kind of have to be there hitting refresh and get <laughs> lucky. But I, I don't know. I just have a real soft spot for Altered Beast. I remember, I remember playing it. In my hometown, there was a drugstore called Phase Drugs. And I remember them having having altered beast like next to the uh like the redemption machine not redemption machines but the ones that you have like the little grabber mm -hmm. the grabber machines the claw yeah <laughs> yeah i play i didn't play altered beast until genesis so i didn't i must not i either don't remember it or i didn't see it in an arcade oh we got a five dollar donation from our good friend craig Wan. thank you so uh <laughs> Missed my M leg. 
Smoke Monster, after watching your videos, I may I may get myself a mister in the future, just despite never handling tech like this. I mean, that's... It is it is not that hard. It is not that hard. I mean, I was saying that earlier. I think that it's probably more approachable than the Raspberry Pi is at this point. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good resources where people will walk you through things, yes. common problems and stuff, too. That's about enough of that <laughs> version of Altered Beast, though. Uh-huh. I wonder if it'd be possible to make a... Because I, I, I think Jortega was working on... And was working on OutRun at one point. Or he wanted to do OutRun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was mention of that. And um, so actually, a guy named Booger was working on bringing... There's an like an updated fan version of OutRun that runs on computer software emulator. Oh, okay. Massively updated and all this cool stuff. And he was looking at getting that working from the ARM side of things, which I thought would be a really cool use of that. What's that called? Somebody will know in the chat what I'm talking about. Well, either way, I mean, if they can get, you know, all the Superscaler games running, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, Justin the Archangelo is asking if we've talked about the the Nintendo leaks. I mean, isn't it... It's kind of wrong to call it a leak, though, isn't it? It was just like someone like flat out like hacked them. Should be like the Nintendo hack, right? Yeah, it should be a hack. Yeah, <laughs> I think that like calling it a leak is kind of softening what what exactly it was. But um, I think it's pretty interesting. I think it's cool seeing all this stuff. I mean, yeah, they haven't ended yet. I mean, I guess there's a ton of more stuff to come or something. Is what people are saying. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what there is. Uh, I mean, if I was a bigger N sixty four fan, the the Mario 64 stuff would be, is neat. But I mean, I, I had no idea that that was even a thing that there was like some myth about the L L is real. Like I had no idea that that was even a thing. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I guess that just goes to show how, how much I pay attention to N64 stuff. I just accidentally. Someone, I, I uh, just donated $5. XODVS. Okay. $5. Yeah, I the things I'm excited from the leak, I guess, I hear that there's source code in it, which is going to be very helpful for developers. I'm not so much interested in prototype versions of things and stuff and early versions of games, although some people are really into that and they want to see all the different versions of the stuff. I guess it's good for developers, maybe. I'm not really sure. I've never seen any of that leak stuff. Retro Dream gave one ninety nine and said, "Do either of you have or use the blister board?" I don't. Uh, I have. Not uh, I have RafNet adapters, and then I have. Um, I can show it. I really like this thing. The uh, RetroPad thirty two uh, by a Brazilian guy. Um, this thing's really good. Bruno Freitas makes this. And then I have his LL load, which is kind of like blister uh, direct interface for controllers. And then there's snack adapters, which even work with light guns. And uh, yeah, Clerman mentioned Damon Bright, which is brand new to me. I didn't know about that until I saw Mr. Add-on's controller comparisons. The Demon Brights do really well. So do the RafNets. And then blister 
is uh, very very fast, but not um, like light gun capable. I don't think I've heard some people say that it can somehow, but I haven't really. The only one that I know works is that like a whole add-on board, or is it a? Yeah, they make. It's it's you connect two different things together the blister interface and then there's a direct interface and I think you can get light guns someone will know in the chat. Okay, Mr. Walrus FPJ said blister does original controllers and works with the NES Zapper. Okay, so that's true. No, that's a true direct. That's not. Then. Is that the thing that I was sent? This thing has all these dongles for controllers or attachments. Yeah. Okay, so that's probably a blister. Yeah, I think it was. I I mean, like a. I should go and grab it. It just like it like showed up in the PO box one day, and it has all these different connections. And I I, I think it was I was thinking about seeing if it works with us. And then you you will it. need uh, custom builds of the for blister. You'll need custom builds of the cores in order to get the direct uh, interface okay. stuff. And then you do need whatever it's called the blister ultimate or something like that in order to get the direct support. I see. Whereas so, snack is built in natively if you it. use those. So that, I mean, that's, that requires a lot more effort, I guess. Yeah. Although you can just use the blister for its USB and it's like, I mean, we're at the point now where USB pulling for certain devices, like especially the sub one millisecond Mm -hmm. controllers, to me, that's effectively for my brain, it's zero latency. Right. The only difference is that it can't, you know, it's still a long ways away from like being light gun compatible. So even if you just use these things as USB interfaces, you're good for game playing purposes for the most part. And I'm not just saying it feels like, oh, this feels good to me. I'm saying like when something's pulling at 0.7 milliseconds or whatever, like that's as fast as you're going to get without uh, really needing to use direct interfaces. I forgot I could do this. Okay, uh, Two Tone Eight is pointing out it's not that much effort because there's a script that grabs the LL API cores for you. For oh, Blister. okay. So you can just run that script and it'll download them for you. So that's cool. Um, let's see, I'm gonna play some Wonder Boy. I can never get enough Wonder Boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, five dollars Canadian from the the importer. Thank you. Says Emily with my favorite ASRM YouTuber. Nice. Is that Sega Arcade System Core Public? It is. Uh, and if you if you get the the retro driven script, it'll install it. There's also a script by A Moore that's like an all in one. It's exact same sort of thing, I think. So there's like two different scripts that do that same sort of thing. Oh, okay. I, I I've, I've actually never used any of those because I did something really insane. I just put on my extra, because I have a one terabyte hard drive and it's just sitting there empty. I just put the entire MAME on it. And so I never have to download anything for arcade cool. stuff. It's just, everything's just there on the external. I, I, I put the entire MAME thing on, on here too, but it, it, you need like the like the cores. I, the thing I like about yeah the, the cores and MRAs, yeah. Like the the retro driven will like store everything into the folders they should be in and stuff. Cool. So, I I think I don't know if I've talked to you about this. I was just talking. I talked to Undamned about it the other day. I so I have this big swath of uh, 
bare wall like down here and I wasn't sure what to do. I didn't want to like hang up any more like pictures. I was thinking, I wonder if I could just like put a bunch of arcade marquees there. And I think that'd be kind of interesting looking. Yeah, that'd be cool. And I was, I was going online and I, I specifically, I want like the plexiglass kind. Mm -hmm. Cause I have, I have get a, them backlit too or something. Well, no, want. I just, I just put them against the wall, you know, just like hang them like edge to edge and just like make kind of a wallpaper out of it, I guess. But of the plexiglass and it wouldn't have to be illuminated or anything. Oh crap. Hold on one second. I might have something for you. Hold on. Let me look at something. Mm -hmm. Look at those little legs. Those little Wonder Boy legs. Look at them. Okay, I found my uh, my my cardboard thing full of marquees here, and I just remembered <laughs> that I might have one that you might like. Let me see. Is it here? I'm all excited to see what it's gonna be now. It's not. It's not this one. This is Superman. I've got the Superman arcade PCB. Um. Did you, you, had, you had the Superman game? Arcade game? Yeah, I've got that. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 that's a really good game. Yeah, it's great. I would love to have that on, mister. All right, I need to dig through my storage unit because I have a Street Fighter Alpha marquee somewhere. Oh, man. No, I do. I know I do. I need to dig that out. It's not here with my other marquees. I, but I'll pass that along to you if I can find it. Yeah, I'm super, super interested. I was looking at some of them on on ebay and there's, there's definitely some a bunch of them for sale uh and it's not so much that they're expensive themselves it's the shipping is always expensive it seems like yeah. but i wonder if i if you just buy a bunch from the same person if they just pack them all together uh but i i was watching like a space harrier one go but it like ended up selling for like 125 dollars for some reason uh but i was i have a i'm i'm watching a a quartet one because I'm a big, I'm a big, big quartet fan. So uh, that'd be cool. You could um, post a want to buy ad at KLOV forums. It'd be worth registering to do that. That's if you're looking for specific ones. I mean, yeah. Like I, I mean, the main, the reason I thought about it is because you, sh you should Google what it looks like. Is the the marquee for Wonder Boy is like the mo is like the worst, the worst marquee I think I've ever seen. Let's see. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's that's horrible. <laughs> but, I, but it's so bad that I almost want it because it's so bad. Uh-huh. I like his hair. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's barely a drawing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good one. There are some... Uh, some of the Konami games have really bad art. The... Um, I always think of, like, the, the ads and stuff, like the one... Crime Fighters. Crime Fighters arcade cabinet has some hilarious. <laughs> it's just like they got some guys in and they're like, we're going to turn you into punks right now. Yeah. Some clearly like office type people. <laughs> well, the quartet one I'm looking at is like, it's certainly not amazing or anything, but there is a, 
I just, I just, I like it, and it's, it's not that expensive. It's like twenty dollars, and it doesn't seem like anyone's. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's a nice one. Mm -hmm. I, I, I seen one. I saw one for Quartet Two as well, but which is the same thing as the first one, except for it's four players. Are you gonna get just for games that you have, or are you just gonna get some for games that you love? I, I would just get them for all games that I love. I mean, mm -hmm. I would love to eventually get all the games <laughs> of, of ones, like get ones for all the games that that I that I have. So I mean, that would that would make sense. I mean, I already have Karnoff, and I have the Karnoff PCB, but I would still need. I don't know how often a, a Thunder Fox marquee will, will pop, pop up. Yeah, you might have to dig around for that. Yeah, but Final Fight's pretty common. But I mean, that's that's getting more and more popular. But I, just, I, I have this big wall space. I thought it'd be really fun to just do that with the, with it instead of like just putting up another framed poster or something. Yeah, these are really they are really high quality, and uh, some of them are screen printed. And I mean, yeah. like the Superman one is really nice. Just the quality of the art itself. Right. And it's legitimate, so it's not just like getting a a new poster. Although older posters are pretty cool. Yeah. But I, I just have a, enough things like already hanging, like posters here. Mm -hmm. So I thought it'd be more fun to to do, and it would make it'd be something interesting for like a background. It's like I, it would be like right here, like this whole area right here. That I, yeah, that's like perfect. Next to me. And you were talking about getting an arcade cabinet. Uh, I really want to get Eventually. get a um, like an Astro City because I I have a spot. Welcome to the club. It's like right over there. It is like perfect size for it. So that is nice. that is my eventual hope and dreams to get one. Somebody needs to just help you track it down. I mean, well, with all of your followers, they should be able to. Somebody should be able to find you one for a good but, price. When I, when I talked to Jose at the at RetroCreate, he mentioned that you know he has some contacts and could easily help me. It's just that I don't have the extra thousand dollars right now that it would cost to do it. Yeah. And that's kind of the big thing. Oh. And it's a can of worms that you're going to open the minute you yeah. get it, I'm sure, from what I hear usually. But, I mean, I just, I just want something I can put my existing boards into. and I just It's perfect. Yeah. Astro City is perfect. It would just, it would just Six be Six buttons. I would order one of the, the uh, like the Taito, Taito Hay stools for it. And, you know, it's, it's just like a space for it. And, like, I don't even know. I would have nothing left to do down here. I would, I would never want to leave. I mean, I already don't want to leave, but yeah, I would. I've given up the hope of getting in a cab, at least for a while, because mm -hmm. of my space situation, and I filled it up with other junk here. So, but that would be the ultimate. Would be a candy cab style one, like Astro City or something. Yeah. Chris has that beautiful one. He did. Did you see his video oh, recently? Great. Yeah, it's awesome. So cool. Is awesome. And it's just so good looking too, the Astro City. The neon green and pink and everything and yellow. Yep. Yep. And you know, my, my kids would love it too, I think. Definitely. Um I'm gonna, I'm gonna play one more thing, I think. I was the Arkanoid just came out. Arkanoid core just came out. Or it was just updated, I think. Yeah, we have an ace was in the chat. That's his baby. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize. I I saw him post about it on the uh, on the Discord. I have a box. I have all the parts to make a really nice 
uh, rotary spinner controller specifically for Arkanoid on Mister, and I just uh-huh. need to get around to doing it. It's in like my list of projects. Raphael Zig gave five hundred yeah. yen. Yeah, I guess I'll have to. Maybe I'll play something CPS one. I'll play some Captain Commander then. I'll, I'll use my five hundred yen. He play. said, uh, "What are your thoughts on the Sindem light gun for modern displays? It's shipping next month, apparently. By the way, I love your content, guys. Keep it up." Yeah, we talked about that a little bit earlier. We don't really know a whole lot about it, Corey and I. But <laughs> I wish I, I didn't I, know I, if it was I'm shipping either. Oh, time pilot. Hey, Ace is still here. Yeah, Ace sent me a preview of his Time Pilot Core 84. Really cool game. Really good looking, especially for 1984. Uh, let me just define my buttons here. Up. I'm going to probably have to redo that. Captain Commando himself. What is... Oh, this is CPS-1, yeah. Yeah. I went back to the start, I guess. Very cool. Really impressive game. Yeah. It is. I mean, I, I only played this like, like once or twice before. I've never played this before, Mister. I don't even know if I played it on Mister. Maybe I did in my CPS One stream. I can't remember. I played it at the um, the arcade in, in Erie, Pennsylvania. Back when arcades were packed all the time, and you'd, you'd nice. go, I'd, you'd always go because you want to see if the new version of Street Fighter Two was out. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the other one I like I really want. Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition is my is my favorite. favorite. I don't know if we talked about that yet. Um and that's like the Street Fighter 2 game that that got me in the Street Fighter. Mhm. And that's that's the one I want to I want to have. I have a I have a bootleg of that. <laughs> I it's a really cool bootleg actually. M Street 6 bootleg is one I've got. And I even updated all of the like generic parts on it to real Yamaha audio chips and things like that. Really? It was, for, it was cheap. It was very cheap board. So it was, a, for the money, it was good. That's a cool like extra project, though, to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it was my response to my CPS-1 breaking was getting this bootleg board. Because the bootlegs were so much easier to work on and dependable and everything. But now with Mister, it's really redundant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still. But still. I mean... I, I actually play Street Fighter 2 since it's the, the I use it in the thumbnail for the stream. I haven't even played it. And we don't have Champion Edition. Or do we have Champion Edition? Oh, yeah. On Mr. Yet? Okay, yeah, Champion yeah. Edition, sir. I mean, it's got a... That's CPS 1.5. That's what I call it. Well, it's, I mean, World Warrior Championship Edition, Hyper Fighting, and Street Fighter 0 is the 1.5. I should play that. I haven't tried it. I'll try the Street Fighter... Yeah, I had no idea that they had backported these CPS2 games. That's really cool. There's a few of them. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never tried it. Is it? I think this is the only one, though, isn't it? Mm, I thought there were more. Maybe you're right. Someone in the chat will know. I'm just, I'm uh, passing all questions 
all complicated questions today I'm passing out of the chat and they seem to be answering them so far. <laughs> so this is a game you're going to be more familiar with pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. You you sent me a CPS2 version mm -hmm. from your it was just it was just in your storage unit, right? It's one of my yeah, it's one of my last uh, I don't need CPS2 games anymore because I did get the multi at one point. I sold off two games when I first got the multi to pay for it. And then uh, I, I had um, Marvel vs. Capcom, a really cool black. It's called the black box version. It has, it's a big metal black box that has like the A board and the B board inside of it just for um, a few games came out like that. That funded most of my multi. And then I had a few games left over. Like I think Street Fighter Alpha might have been my very last B board you might be getting, unless there's... Unless there's another one poking around somewhere. That's going to be my first CPS2 game. I, I have I have an A board. Yeah, you told me that, and I was like, we got to do something about that because <laughs> the A board is that's where it's that's having an A board is usually the hard part, I guess. And then finding B boards used to be easy. I don't really know what it's like nowadays, but. And you had mentioned that it, uh, it it'll you you change the battery in like 2015. Like, yeah. Okay. August 2015, and theoretically it's good until 2025, but it might even, I mean, it might be good just for a very long time because the original battery was still good in it when I got it. If that died, I just said contact Undammed and see if he'll maybe do that really nice uh, keyless mod to it so that it never needs a battery again. Oh, okay. So if, it ever, if you ever get a suicide from it, from the battery dying, you know, 10 years from now, that's the way to go. Okay. I mean, that's the guy I was uh, visiting with yesterday. He, uh, what did he bring back? He restored one of them. He was like able to Phoenix it, but he also had a version of Phoenixing's uh, different though. Okay. So that Phoenixing was the old way of doing it. Uh, less than ideal way. That was like a hacked up ROM that you would put on that bypassed the encryption. Okay. The new way of doing it, it basically automatically writes the key at boot for you without needing a battery every time. So, or it dec decrypts the game, I should say. So it's exactly the same as real hardware, and there's like no change to the game or anything, and you could still use it for Twin Galaxy scores and everything like that. And it's permanent. And that's all like Undammed and a big group of people worked really hard on that. I think Artemio might have contributed yeah. to that. Yeah. So that might have been the thing that he was doing because he. Yeah, it was. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, the guy that I visited yesterday, he mm -hmm. like made this thing that he was able to revive a board using it. Yep. Yeah, that's it. But he had like a version of Punisher. CPS. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a conversion of Punisher that you can run on the multi cart. It's sort oh, of. Okay. It was never finished, but it works. Oh, okay. So it, it's never been mm -hmm. finished, huh? Yeah, they were, there was a little movement for like maybe six months where they started porting CPS1 games to CPS2, and then it just fizzled out. None of them, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs started off and then didn't finish. I, oh, okay. Maybe so, Hyper Fight, one of them. So one of them got Punisher was a CPS1 game. Yeah. Interesting. So so the, the CPS1 games that we have on the Mister, it's not all of them. No, I think he's he's still going through the list. Oh, okay. Uh, 
and the Dash games would still need to be done. Okay, yeah, uh, Al Anonymous mentioned Eduardo Cruz, another people who contributed. And um, what was I going to say? Yeah, if if you ever get a suicide or anything, you can do that to your board. And also, uh, that board would make a good donor if you ever wanted to do the Darksoft one. Right, which is something Mine... I, I thought about as well. I used a suicided board to do mine, which was kind of cool because that was before you could revive them this new way. So it was right. kind of like taking a dead board and turning it into the dark soft. But nowadays you're pretty much making taking a donor game no matter what because they can all be saved. Right, which is, is you know, has driven the price up obviously too. You know, you could you could buy dead ones for nothing for a while there. Yeah, yeah, it used to be. They they weren't that ex they just weren't that expensive. And I think Artemio built up a really nice collection, and he revived hundreds and hundreds of boards mm -hmm. in his time. They're definitely worth they. I mean, the quality of the hardware and everything is it's very nice for an arcade game. And being in a case and having the Capcom look to it, and it's just a gigantic ROM board inside of this gigantic cartridge for CPS two. <laughs> And you really appreciate how powerful this these the system was. I'm actually sort of like I, I'm sort of more interested in CPS two than Neo Geo for whatever reason. I just I that was the first multi that I went for uh, wait, when wait, I got into arcade mark CPS two. Yeah, I got on really early. Uh, bought somebody's unit that they had broken the pins on, mm -hmm. which was a very common problem in the crappy shipping in the original. <laughs> when they first started shipping them out, the pins always got broken. And so I got a broken one for a good deal and then set it up. And that was my first arcade multi. And it was just so cool. Yeah, I mean, that's something I would definitely like to do someday. Like, I know, because the kits are like $300 or something, right? Or yeah, and it's it's not that bad really when you no. consider yeah it's what you're what you're getting you're getting every single mm -hmm. game made for it yeah and now you've got a donor to use for it too which is kind of uh more you know nowadays like it used to be that you could pick up your b-board for 40 bucks and it wasn't a big part of the price right. but if you're talking another 150 dollars just for some really common game like street fighter alpha or um marvel versus street or street fighter versus X-Men vs. Street Fighter. X-Men vs. Street Fighter was the one that I used, I think, yeah. Those were super common games. You would like that. It's a really cool multi, and it has a little screen that you can mount, like, on your cabinet to choose the games. And there's some really good hacks for it, too. I haven't played this one before. Nemo? Which one was it? Is, is it? is it Nemo, the Dream Master? Maybe if it is, I don't know. A little I haven't played this, but I've seen Owl play it. I have not played this version. So. It'll, it'll be nice. We'll have CPS 2 on Mr. though, for people who are following along here and who don't plan on doing the real hardware side of things. You don't have to worry. You're going to have CPS 2 on Mr. one day, so that will be very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, how far off do you think that is? I mean, he's, he has a lot of work to do. I think he's. I think he said 2021. He just tweeted something about it the other day. So this coming year, sometime. I assume he'll f completely finish all CPS one, CPS dash, and CPS one point five, 
and then the natural thing to do would be to just go to CPS two after that. Yeah. And if ever if anybody is like curious about the work that he's doing, you should definitely check out his Patreon because they are like if certain tiers get to check out beta versions of it of, of his releases. Yeah, he's always got a, a good bundle of things that you get that aren't out publicly yet. Yeah, that's uh, Joe Tago. Is... I always want to say Yotego. I'm not sure if that's like the, the correct pronunciation of it. It might be. Uh, but check out his, his, his Patreon. Like he's, he's doing quite a bit of work and is well worth supporting on there. And very high quality work, too. Yes. And new stuff comes out all the time. I mean, there's, yep. you know, I, I feel like there's at least something every month, <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah, it seems like it. And like you said, Bubble Bobble, that's going to be huge. Yeah. That'll be nice. Wait, see, if I pause it, you can go to the stuff that you can look at the, the betas that he's done. You got like Bubble Bobble, Combat School, there's the Contra, and uh, Tokyo. Scramble formation. I don't know what Tetris BL is. I don't think that's his. Uh, if I try oh, yeah. to, like, the Contra doesn't do anything. Like none of, the, none of these betas will like load up anything. I don't think I, I don't have the the stuff for them because it's not available to people. It's like five dollar and up tier, I think. Some people critique his uh, the graphics and stuff on his pause screens, but. I love that he adds pause to these arcade games. That's yes. a really nice feature. Because they don't all have dip switches for pause originally. That's something that he does. He pauses the, the CPU and stuff. And yeah, you as a streamer love that too. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very convenient. When you stream your real arcade games, that's a huge problem. <laughs> trying to read comments while yeah. you're playing because you can't pause. So you just have to take a life. That's why we never stream by ourselves. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I guess mm -hmm. I have a little bit on, on the Twitch, but not very often. When I, whenever I stream on the on the Twitch, it's with the expectation that it's just gonna I won't I won't get to everything. I just got back on Twitch. Oh, they yeah? killed my account. They uh, it, they said, uh, so I had been playing a game on one stream where they they were and i don't blame the person who did this at all because it's just one of the things the games you play on twitch is like uh game show games and if you get the answer wrong in the chat you get time out and i kept getting all these wrong answers apparently and twitch thought that i was like a uh, a bot account or something getting silenced and so they killed my twitch account which doesn't really matter because i never really used it but i did just set up a new account so i'm back on twitch were you able to get the same username and everything i went with a new one but it like the remember I had a 90 day period where I was kicked off YouTube <laughs> for because uh, I had streamed the X-Files Sega Genesis demo and they thought that I was streaming X-Files, the TV show. <laughs> and they just kicked like I had a 90 day. I was booted from YouTube. Like couldn't Dang. fight it or anything. No big deal. Never going to play that demo again. I don't recommend it because they think it's live TV. You can get that same problem if you play that Power Rangers Sega CD game. Well, I, I mean, I got a copyright flag that. for that. A long time yeah, ago. And they, if they you do it live. Our... No, I did it live. Like, okay. It, and, it could I mean, be because you have a bigger channel. 
but I was not able to do anything on YouTube for 90 days. And so I'd use Twitch and I'd be streaming it and there'd be like one person watching and then there'd be zero. <laughs> I'd be yeah. like, like, just can get people to follow me on Twitch. So it's tough. Some it, people it, ask why we do on YouTube. Like they're like, why don't you just stream on Twitch instead of YouTube? It's like, because like, this right. is where our people are. Yeah, that's where the, where the audience is. We get the is. notification that we're online. And that's yeah. a big deal. Yes. It gets very lonely. I mean, the stuff I do on Twitch, I go into it with the expectation that it, not a lot of people are going to be watching. And that's why I do stuff like I've done, like editing streams and stuff. Yeah, like I like that. It's very casual. And yeah. you can just pop on and. I should probably do it more. You know, sometimes I feel inspired to do it, but I never actually get around to it. Hmm. Kind of a cool game. I feel like it's using the same engine as Strider. It feels very similar to Strider. Oh yeah, now that you say that. Oh, we've got you've got five dollars from Orash who says, "Hey, Corey and Smoke, keep up the great content." Well, thank you. Thanks. I don't stream on Twitch, so I don't. You don't need my handle. I, a bunch of people are asking for that. I just, I just go and I base, mostly just watch Al Anonymous streams and a few <laughs> others. I'll hop on to when you guys are doing video editing and stuff. Mm. I mean, I should do that more often. I like Twitch streams, but like uh, I'll get really involved, and I feel like I should be doing other stuff. <laughs> uh, how do I do this? It's kind of amazing. I had no idea that this game even existed. That's how CPS One is. A lot of the games on it. Because and the weird thing about arcades that we didn't mention is that many games, the Aliens game we talked about earlier, never got home ports whatsoever. Right. They never came out on any other platform ever again. The only other way that you could even play a lot of them were in the arcades. And CPS One is a bunch of stuff like that. I think the Willow game never came out. This one I don't think ever came out on anything, did it? Uh, no. I mean, there's there was NES versions of these, but not they were totally different games. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try Willow. I've never played that either. People say it's difficult, but it's a very gorgeous game. Way better than the movie. <laughs> yeah, I loved the movie growing up, and then I went back and watched it maybe a year ago because mm -hmm. the 4K version came out or Blu-ray. Oh, it's bad. It didn't stand up. I don't know. Yeah. It's just one of those movies. I th I think a lot of that is probably because. The, the the kind of fantasy that it was going for has been done so good since then. Mm hmm Yeah. But I mean at the time it was it was it was a big deal at the time, the stuff that they were mm -hmm. doing. Was and maybe I was the right age that it was aiming for at the time too. Right. It's been a long time since I've seen it too. But I but I do remember watching it and thinking like, well, this is not that great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just kind of boring. Some games or some movies you go back and you watch them and they've really stood up like unbelievably well. Yeah. And it kind of blows me away. And some movies just sort of don't. Like uh, you and Try were talking about uh, Bill and Ted and how great that is. That's a movie that held, that held up. It, absolutely. I, I'm kind of I'm pretty excited about the third one. Yeah, that should be cool. I guess that's now what I was supposed to do. Just jump in the water. <laughs> uh, 
what was I just watching? I, on Friday night, I, was, I watched uh, The Running Man. That is a movie I hadn't seen in a long time. I haven't seen that for a long time. How is it? Hold up. I saw you watch Navy Seals the other day. <laughs> I only watched Navy Seals because after I finished Running Man, it was like up next Navy Seals. Oh, makes sense. Uh, I can't use the sword. I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, but the Running Man is is interesting. It's interesting in that it's it's silly in a way that I didn't catch when I saw it a long time ago, I guess. Mm -hmm. Just in the, like, the idea of, like, this, <laughs> of the, uh, the 80s versions, the 80s version of, of the future. And there's certain things mm -hmm. you can see in it that's like, oh, you know, that sounds familiar. But I don't know when the movie takes place, but I think it's only supposed to be, like, 10 years, 10 or 15 years after the, after the movie was made mm -hmm. and the idea that <laughs> the world could get as bad as it did uh -huh. from, from that point doesn't, I don't know. It's just, it's, I just keep on making these stupid jumps. It makes me think of ghouls and ghosts kind of. Yeah. I think that's what people say. And that, that continues. It throws you like, if you lose everything, you get thrown all the way back to the beginning or something every time. Uh, or maybe that was when that was maybe before they uh, maybe the ROM was broken before actually. And I I guess at the time I didn't, <laughs> in something like the Running Man you don't quite pick up that like Arnold he's like not he's not a very good actor. <laughs> like in, the, in those in those early movies he's like not I mean you wonder how much he's just playing himself. He's just mm -hmm. like yelling a lot. There are actors who just do that. It's like they just show up and they just say the lines and it's just like them every time. Yeah. And as Blarg 2 is saying, Buzzsaw had to split. I mean, he he literally gives a one-liner to ever, about every single of the main <laughs> bad guys that he kills in that movie. And the thing is, there's one part that I was dying because uh, as a dynamo... Uh, he's like trapped in his car and he's like, I would, would never... I would never kill another person or whatever. And it's like, dude, you just killed three other guys like before this. Like you, he you, suddenly, you, you cut he became reflective half. suddenly. <laughs> and he's like, I would, I would never kill another. It's, I think he says I would never kill another human being. It's like, you, you just uh, killed today. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> minutes ago. You've like, you've, <laughs> but I mean, it's funny. It's just certain things that I just never, never caught. Uh, the idea of the '80s idea of a dystopian future of like the announcer for the show is like in his voiceover booth and he's like smoking a cigarette while he's like delivering uh, his voiceover. Mm -hmm. Just the idea of that, and you think about the way things are now. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's just really funny. And then, and then I watched. Uh, I, I did watch Navy Seals after because it was up next. And what was I gonna do? Not watch it. I haven't seen that movie since it since it came out. I think. Mm -hmm. since, I don't think I've seen it since back then. And it's very obvious now that you watch that, and it was, it was they were trying to position it as a Top Gun esque vehicle for Charlie Sheen. 
Except for Charlie Sheen's character in it, in it is insufferable. <laughs> he like screws up so much, and he like does so much stupid stuff that you just don't, you can't connect him at all. And not only that, but he's just like he's he's like he's like super racist, <laughs> but like oh, like, no. like 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 upfront about it all the time. Yeah, that stuff's cringy. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's I don't know. It's very interesting that it has, you know, it has both Michael Bean and uh, Bill Paxton is in it, uh, like in a, in a post-Aliens world. And Bill Paxton has like three lines of dialogue in the entire movie. He like lives for the entire movie, but he's just interesting. like. They just didn't use him. They just didn't use him at all. That's weird. I just watched Fight Club the other day. I mean, I've seen that movie a million times, but it's been a good I ten years since I saw it. I realize how much like Tyler Durden I've become throughout my life. <laughs> and I'm kind of disappointed in myself. Well, Very nihilistic. It's, it's it's sometimes it's easy to feel like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Any last how good. requests? I'm just like to see if anybody says I'll do one more game just for like a few minutes. Let me scroll up here too. Navy Seal, Navy Seal, it 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 does suck. It's it is, it is not a good movie, <laughs> and it's it, it's so dumb. I mean, like at the very beginning, like like they try to position Charlie Sheen as being like this, his character as being like this super cool, like loose cannon guy, and I mean he. He like jumps out of the back of a moving vehicle off a bridge, and it's like there's no way that he could have like survived that. <laughs> but I, I do want to read what I did. I wrote about it because I was watching it, and you know, it's it's trying to position itself as Top Gun. Let me get out of this many seconds. We don't have any audio here. That you wrote about you wrote as you watched it this time. Yes, I mean I just wrote about. Let me see if I can so you that. take notes as you watch movies? No, I just it just in the moment because I was like I just like I don't want to forget this. <laughs> That's a so good idea. There is a there's a, a a scene in the movie where they all all the Navy SEALs they go golfing and a, after the stream everyone should look up this the the uh, <laughs> the the golf scene from Navy SEALs. And I I just I'm wrote intrigued. this down. I just said I just don't want to forget it because I said. The Navy SEALs equivalent of the Top Gun volleyball scene is the SEALs hanging out on a golf court on a golf course acting like assholes. <laughs> and that's what it is. Like they just like like they just, like they just a group they, of douchebags. They, they, yeah, golf. they trash the place. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> now I have to see it. Yeah. I I showed it to uh to Chris, Classic Gaming Quarterly earlier, and he was like you know, it's, it seems like it's supposed to be, uh, like a send up. Like they're supposed uh, to be cool. It's, it's supposed to be a send up of something, but it's like it's playing it seriously. Serious. Um, someone said I should play Mega Man Power Battles, so that is what I'm going to play. Oh yeah, that's another uh, CPS two backport, I think. Isn't it? Yep. Yeah, I, I there's there's two of them, but I think that only. Power battle is on here. 
Ah, it takes a while to... Some of them take a little while to boot. I've just had a string of really bad movies, and then it, I just, it's like good movies stopped for me for like, I like, you know how you sometimes hit a roll and you're like, wow, two or three good movies in a row? Mm-hmm. I had like four or five bad movies in a row, and then I was like, all right, we'll watch Fight Club because I know it's not going to be bad. And then I don't think I've seen, we watched a movie called Swallow yesterday that was sort of supposed to be horror, but it wasn't. It was actually okay, I guess. But it's been really hard because, like, you've watched all your movies right away. At least I did right away. I had everything that I was wanting to watch at the beginning of lockdown, I got it out of the way. And the TV <laughs> shows, the series were gone quick, you know? Yeah. So I'm watching, like, Great British Railway Journeys Season 11 right now. Like, I'm, I've hit rock bottom. Like, I'm, like, out there. I found this show called Repair Shop that's on the BBC that's really good. And there's like eight seasons of it, so that can keep me going for a couple weeks. This uh, British Railway Journeys, there's 11 seasons. I don't know if I'll actually dig into all of them, but it's good to know they're there. What did I watch? I, also, that, that same night I watched uh, this movie called Guns Akimbo. I don't know if you've seen anything about that. I've heard Good. of that. Is that anime? No, no. It's it's it has uh, Daniel Radcliffe in it. You know uh, Harry Potter. And he gets, oh He gets yeah. the two guns like bolted to his. Is that hands. good? Yeah, uh, I sort of. I remember seeing uh, Mark Kermode reviewed that. It's it's silly and like there's some obnoxious aspects of it, but I I totally found it enjoyable because it's it's so stupid. It's like such a like stupid idea. He has like a horror movie company is that right um i don't know i think he produces lots of horror movies like uh lower budget horror movies if i remember it, correct. it, it would not surprise me because what's interesting about him i think that he just like has so much harry potter movies that he just does he, he just do whatever he wants he just like thinks this sounds mm-hmm. fun i'm gonna do it i mean it's obvious what he was doing with this with guns akimbo i mean it's it's a it's a stupid movie and you know it's it's did the, you the editing see, is uh, annoying in it at times, but did you see Mandy? No, I, I do want to see it really bad. <sighs> I don't know why, but that just reminded me of Mandy. Maybe it's there's a lot of chainsaw fights in Mandy towards the end. Uh it's glorious. You'll love it. I almost bought a digital copy of that a long t- like when it first came out on video. Because it was super cheap and I really regret it. It was brilliant. There was another Nick Cage movie that was good, too, recently. I forget what that was called. Oh, Color Out of Space. Not as good as Mandy, but pretty good. There's something else I saw recently that made me think of Mandy. That I mean, in space or something like that. It was called, like, like Blood Machines or something like that. It looked pretty cool. But I think that was on one of those, like, other, like, like the premium channels. Uh, I can't think of what it was called. I did a, at the beginning of lockdown, I did a Quentin Tarantino film festival for myself and my wife because she hadn't seen all of his movies. And so we watched every single one from beginning to end. You know, that was really cool. <laughs> it's fun. Raise the bar. Yeah. Oh, Michael's Workshop said that there's a Gremlins puppetry documentary currently streaming. I need to see that. I didn't know about that. 
can't, I cannot believe that they are playing Crash Man music for Woodman, and Woodman has one of the best pieces of music in Mega Man 2, and they're not, they don't have a version of, of Woodman. I wonder if that was lost in the con back conversion, if maybe in the CPS2 version it has his, the right music or something. That would be, I mean, I guess that would make sense. Just, I'm, I mean, just like the music. I mean, it'd be. Is Bubble Man in this game? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, I and are you going to announce him for us? I'm, if if he is, I'll, I'll I will say it. I'll say I'll yes. say say Bubble Man. Bu <laughs> the That's thing not is, how you I say it. well, yeah, it's like Bubble Man. <laughs> but the way I say it, I, in my mind, I said it with like some sort of weird accent. But it's like where it's just like Bubble Man, like Man. <laughs> <laughs> Gaming Blows gave $2 and says Beyond the Black Rainbow is better than Mandy Same director I disagree Although Beyond the Black Rainbow is just a weird psychedelic trip Of an insane movie <laughs> Mandy I still like way better I didn't really like Beyond the Black Rainbow very much But I think maybe you have to be in the mindset To watch that movie or something Maybe I need to go back in the future Very 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 slow paced Really psychedelic synthesizer movie. What is with it? really cool Beyond, Beyond the Black Rainbow. I don't recommend it to you. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it to people, but I would recommend Mandy first. I do want to see Mandy. Like I've I've heard a lot of good things about it. I do. I regret not getting it when I had a chance. Beyond the Black Rainbow might be more for like serious film people because it's a movie that really takes itself seriously. It's very, like, combed over every detail. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot of time to... I don't watch a lot of movies these days. And Ooh, Blarg just mentioned one of my favorite movies of all time, Altered States. I, I know of it, but I've never, never seen it. Ooh, it's a great movie. I wonder if that's on any streaming services. It might not be. I should be able to beat this, I think. I don't know how many more enemies. It's interesting he uses the Mega Man 7. So this is one big boss battle game? Yeah. That's cool. I was, see, there's Crash Man. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of opportunities to watch movies because if I... And watching movies is just because it's like things that my kids put on. Although, I, um, I just, and like, especially like anime, like I don't even watch like anime very much at all anymore. Me either. I never really did though, if, unless it was Studio Ghibli or something. Mm. Well, I was or just, the, I mean, I've seen the big movies. That's about it though. I know there are some people who really can do deep dives. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched anything new in forever, but, uh, that's got, uh, Magic Knight Ray Earth, the series on uh, on, on Blu-ray. Oh, which is the I mean, Magic Knight Ray Earth series. Oh yeah, I mean that's that was like it's like a fifty-episode show. That, I mean that the the games and stuff are, are based on. Okay. Uh, but I, I saw that a that. long time ago. But it was just released on Blu-ray on like six discs or something. And I, I felt like it was like it was a good thing for my my daughter's a good age to watch it at this point. I mean she's eight, mm -hmm. and you know it's 
it's like it's like, it's it's cool. I mean, that's like that's something I've not seen since you know, I was a teenager, probably. And then you've got the games for it too that she can play. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I guess here's the the yellow devil. The the animation in this is pretty cool though. How's the music? I'm not hearing it. I don't, I don't think it's very loud, but it's uh, I mean, it's good. It's just good versions of, of the music. So the, the CPS two version, at least, uh, of maybe of the sequel to this, um, a lot of that music was was reconditioned to be in uh, the PS one versions of the original games. Those remixes were put into it. Okay. At least that's how I how I think it goes because these were included on the Mega Man Anniversary Collection on the PS2 and Xbox and and GameCube. But I remember being surprised because those music tracks are are in the uh, the PS1 games, and then also those versions were ported to the Anniversary Collection. Okay. Yeah, I don't have it up very loud. I can turn it up a little bit. Man, the animation in this is are so nice. Yeah. I haven't had it super loud because sometimes it's it was difficult. And to, to yeah, hear. it is hard, especially with Jotego course. Some of them are super loud, and then some are kind of quieter. Right, right. So it, 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 I mean, you'd have to change it every time. And you can, and that was a thing that was recently added, is like the, the core volume and the global volume. Yeah. Those toggles were, were added. No. It's like the Wily Castle, and there's actually like only two places to stop in there. Like Yellow Devil on this. So I'll finish this up and we'll call it night. I didn't realize it's almost one o'clock. Yeah, for you, it's nine forty-five <laughs> here. You got, you got the all night. It still feels early. Yeah. Living that Pacific time. <laughs> it does make it hard for me. <clears throat> to align myself with everyone else I know who's way further east from me. <laughs> so I'm ready to, like, stream or whatever, and then I have to remember it's three hours later in New York. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, like, with live streaming, that makes it really tough to time everything out. That's going to do it. Okay, so Ace is saying that Rockman 6 Complete Works is, the most is mostly original compositions right right because those uh five and six i guess aren't featured in these games since they were probably afterwards or maybe i don't know ace has been posting a bunch of music on his channel i think there were some mega man games on there real hardware captures oh what he does he'll do 15 minutes of them from Mega Man games a lot of the time oh that's cool he did some uh, captures for me that I used in a bunch of my videos uh, for Mega Man because I wanted some real hardware uh, SHVC captures just to have on hand and he mm -hmm. sent me a, a nice selection of them and let me use them I'm done with those captures I'll do them again in 2021 that's right around the corner I need to add more stuff to the, the video game B-roll channel. We haven't 
I haven't added anything to that recently. Actually, I did do the the Wild Arms U.S. open or ending music, but that's it. Have you been uh, transcoding any VHS stuff? I have not done anything in a while. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if I have anything really to do. I might have a tape or two, but I'd have to go back through. I don't know, it's just since since moving, I haven't really gotten to a lot of the VHS stuff. So you just finished the game? Yeah. I guess I finished on the Mega Man 1 and 2 path. Nice. Oh, there were multiple paths. Yeah. Let's take a look really quick. Yeah, there's 1 and 2, 3 through 6, and 7. So I guess that's why there's not as many remixes in those later games, because... There's not, it's just not as many used because they cram in three games into probably one character from each one. Each. So these aren't very well-known games, are they? Because I don't remember. No, I, I mean, they didn't get really. In the arcade. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that there's, there's no ports or anything of them except for in the, the Mega Man Anniversary Collection. I'm surprised because Mega Man stuff is so popular, and these are really polished games. Yeah, I think the just second, the fact the, that it didn't get ported, I guess. The second one is better. I mean, this is using Mega Man Seven, like at least the enhanced version of the Mega Man Seven sprite of Mega Man. But I think the other Power Battles Two uses like a totally new, new one. Isn't he a lot bigger in Power Battles Two? Yeah, yeah. You probably have that on your multi car. You should, should boot it yeah. Up. That's the only time I've ever played it, I think, was just flipping through games. I do a nice ROM list for the uh, CPS2 multi with some really cool stuff on it, including uh, Pro Gear Highway to Hell, which is a game that basically made a new Pro Gear game based on the Pro Gear uh, engine, oh, okay. which is a really cool Capcom shoot 'em up. And uh, a lot of people don't know about that game. And it was released, like, they released, I think, 15. They sold 15 actual cartridges of it. And then after a little bit of time, like just a few months, they released it for free uh, for the Darksoft Multi, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it does increase the difficulty, like Al Anonymous is saying. And then there's Dimahu is a really cool shoot 'em up on the CPS2. Really beautiful games. Everything on CPS2 outside of Street Fighter is like a hidden gem. <laughs> it's that level. I just realized I was not using any of my weapon switching. Like the entire playthrough, I didn't use a single of my weapons. Right. Oh, Orosh asked me if in Nintendo DS will be on Mr. Soon. Uh, somebody's actually working on that, surprisingly enough. It'll be a bit of a... It's actually being built for a... a a dev, an FPGA dev kit that has more flexibility in its SD RAM. So Mister will get a stripped down version of it, but we'll have it, and it'll probably be okay for like 2D games and uh, less powerful games. Mm -hmm. So 
crazily enough, we'll, we will have Nintendo DS on Mr. eventually. It just won't be the more powerful games, and the 3D will be kind of uh, stripped down. So, is, is anybody in the chat, have they been convinced <laughs> by, by the Mr. action tonight? I wonder if anybody Corey and I both get kickbacks for every Mr. sold. <laughs> if you're, if you're going to get anything for the Mr., you should get it from uh, Mr. add-ons. I still crack yeah. up because when I, when I got something in the mail from him, and uh, the mailman was like, you got something here from uh, a, Mr., a Mr. add-ons? <laughs> like, that's his... My... His, uh... My posts, uh, the mail people really love it when they deliver something to Smoke Monster. Because <laughs> people just put that as the name that yeah. they send it to. It gets to me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because you, you wonder if, if the people ever, if the mail, mail people ever go and like look, at, look you up then afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, oh, God, that's yeah. what we're dealing with here. <laughs> that's why the pack there's so many packages yeah well, that's that's how sometimes sometimes my daughter says to me it's like she's like daddy why why do you get packages every day <laughs> i'm like i don't give sounds like my wife day. but i mean it's, sometimes it seems she's like it. that <laughs> yeah but uh just to clarify we don't get any kickbacks no. so it's just kidding people and uh i'm sure that n- neither of us are actually affiliated with any sellers or anything so Oh, Vanessa gave you $2 and said, you two are awesome. Way to showcase the mister. Well, thank you. Thank Thanks. you. I, I recently finally got around to updating my background to the uh, the Streets of Rage City. Nice. I, I just used the default ones. Oh, no, I don't. I got I have the ones by uh, Alien PDX who did the backgrounds for the um, Terra Onion stuff. Oh, cool. That's he did cool. mister ones early on. Oh, that's what I, I use. Interesting. I got it. I got $2 from Gaming Blows. Thank you. Sorry we missed last week. Everyone said, oh, you know, you got a headache. But it, 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 the reason... I was I, a little worried when you said that. Well, it you was know, just... Nowadays, just, you worry that someone is marked. Oh, yeah. If you hear them even having a cough or something, start to get worried about them. Yeah. I mean, the reason I was just... It was, it was an all-day headache that by the end of the day, I was just, like, exhausted from it. I don't know why it happened. I mean, I was, I was fine, like, when I first woke up. But then we went, we went fishing, and maybe it was just, like, something about going fishing and being out, out in, the, in the fresh air. Maybe your internet addiction. No, I mean, I... Kicked I'm, it. It, <laughs> it was just, you know, I was just, it just exhausted me for that day. And then that next day, I, I mean, I went to bed, I think last Sunday, I think I went to bed at 1030. And then I, the next day I went to bed at 10 o'clock and I was, then I was fine afterwards. So I think it was just, you were just tuckered out. Yeah. So no, I mean, nobody, nobody, uh, that I, in my family has, has, has been, been sick. Although we did find out recently that our old babysitter uh, had had it got got, oh. got COVID, and we got we got n- nervous for a second because our old babysitter is is friends with our new babysitter, and our new babysitter has been very good about you know being being very safe all all summer. Mm-hmm. And 
it's gotta be crazy i we when we first heard that we had to like ask her it's like have you seen her seen your friend in a while like no she was very honest with us when it all happened so we haven't seen each other in in weeks Mm -hmm. but uh i've heard of two people just i'm in my step family that had it mm -hmm. early on uh yeah, you just keep expecting every day to hear that somebody has it, but for whatever reason, nobody. Direct, I don't know a lot of people. Maybe that's what it is. Well, we've been we've been figuring finding out that like a lot of the, uh, like like our old babysitter, signed up to like nanny, another family, a, a, a family that's friends with my wife, and she got it, and then like, she had given it to her kids, and like that whole family got it, from her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just interesting how it's in some ways, like, at least for me, it's been like slowly, like kind of creeping closer from mm-hmm. like, people to people, like slowly, like, that's what it feels like, like. like closing in, in a way. And that's like the plague, the way it slithered around. And yeah. But as I said, at the end of this month, I'm going down. I mean, if, if it ends up happening, uh, my mom lives in Florida. And uh, she is scheduled to have a, a knee replacement at the the on the twenty fourth, and I was gonna go down and stay with her. And I'm like, she's like, I'll fly you down. I'm like, no, I'm I, I'll drive down. It's like a fifteen hour drive, but I'll I'm gonna drive down. There's no no way yeah. I'm gonna like go and get on a plane and then like stay with you for a week. Yeah, yeah, good call. But I mean, I have no idea if, if she's actually gonna end up having it because of. You know, everything that's happening in Florida. I don't know if there's going to be enough. I might not. She might lose her her space. You know, mm-hmm. that happened in Brazil to my wife's family. Um, her aunt was scheduled to have this big cancer operation, re- removing her breasts and can't get it done now. So it's kind of like, when is, is that going to happen? Like, right. Like what? And if it does happen, I mean, how long is it yeah. going to be? I mean, she, my mom was supposed to have this originally in April. So it got moved to August, and I mean we're gonna we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope it goes well for you. It should. Everything should be fine. Yeah. And you'll you can drive yourself there, and you'll be perfectly fine. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Like just making that It'll drive. Nice. I just, I, I'm just gonna go by myself. I liked driving to Retrocreate. That was really nice. Just driving across. I didn't realize Western. I didn't realize you drove. Yeah, I drove over. It wasn't that bad. That was my last chance to drive my old car before I sold it. <laughs> I mean, it, how many days did it take you? Uh, I did it. Did I do it in one? I did it in one shot. So I think it was eight or nine hours maybe. I can't remember. Oh, I guess that's not that's not that bad. No. I guess you can. It's not like 15 hours, yeah. Right. I didn't drive from San Diego. I flew to central Illinois. That's, that's right. That's, yeah. Yeah, that would have been a big trip. I see. And then, okay, okay. That's that. Yeah, I, I do remember you saying that. Okay, because because Chicago is like like six, seven hours from here. Because I know that when we went up to Chicago to shoot some stuff with Steve for Analog Frontiers, it was a surprisingly short drive. That's what's kind yeah. of cool around here is that there's a lot of places that are surprisingly close yeah and you hop on the freeway and yeah you can zip around pretty quick out there 
Yeah. Well, it's one o'clock. I'm, I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for having me on. This is fun. Yeah. Thanks for, for hanging out. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was fun just trying out different stuff and I'm excited about everything that the, the future holds for the mister. Yeah. It's crazy that there's always something big. There's like one big thing comes out and there's always something else that's big that's coming. And sometimes Mister. huge things just come out of nowhere. Like the, like yeah. the, like the, uh, TurboGrafx CD just like happened out of nowhere. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's you, cool. You just never know. Uh, thanks to everybody who donated. It was ever, very, very generous. Thank you. And it was, uh, it was fun. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who watched. Yeah. And for all the chat comments and everything, that was a lot of fun. You guys are great. And for helping me out answering all my questions. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. Night.